Three, two, one, boom. It's a social engineer show. Today we've got Winter, the co-owner and CEO of No Status. How are you today? Yeah, good. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm really happy to have you here. And I really like what you're doing. Um, I saw your content and I saw like, your up-and-coming channel. I like your platform. You've got a lot of talented people on there. We're actually doing a collaboration at the yeah. minute. So yeah, we're, yeah, for real. we're putting on quite a few of your artists. And yeah, like we really appreciate the link up. Yeah, no, I appreciate you reaching out to begin with as well. Mm. Because like, when I saw your content as well, and like, me and my brother, we always appreciate people wanting to collaborate. Mm. We saw your show and was like, yeah, let's definitely link up. And then I remember afterwards just telling the artists, because I, one thing I always do after artists come on my platform, it's not just a case of, oh, it ends there. Mm. I want to put them on as many other platforms as well. So I'm always kind of like, go to this, go to that. Or I'll go to a lot of open mic nights, for example, and I'll just film all the artists there. You know, I'm always tagging whoever runs the event or mm. what the event is. and just tell the artists, oh, look at this, look at this, go on there. Mm. So, yeah, for real. Do you want to give us a bit of like an introduction as to your platform and the yeah. stuff that you're trying to do? Yeah, so... Essentially, me and my brother, we had an idea for a platform for a couple of years. So we were heavily involved in battle rap and we still are, okay. UK battle rap in particular. Mm. So that kind of, we always kind of give homage to battle rap because that gave us, well, it played a huge part in giving us our platform in terms of networking with artists, um, going to events, getting ourselves out there. So once we had um, enough artists that we knew, we said, okay, what do we want to do? And then a lot of the ideas were, oh, you should do like a twin thing linked to battle rap. Mm. But then... Battle rap is quite niche and we've got enough people in the scene covering content like in a really, really good way. Mm. So even on Bubble thought, oh, okay, like what else don't we see that's in battle rap that we can do? And watching loads of freestyles online, like I-95s and loads of battle mm. rappers going on there, me and my brother like, wait, hold up, bare people make sick music. Why don't we do something similar to that? So um, that was one idea. And then the other ones come from like people that we, like me and my brother, we listen to loads of music online. Mm. So I'm always sending this to him, my friends, like, look at this, oh, this, oh, this is sick. Mm. But they ain't getting the kind of views that they deserve because they're smaller, innit? Yeah. So they might have like four, 500 following. Mm. But I'm here like, wow, this music is lit. So me and my brother thought, why don't we use our experience and kind of get the people that we like from battle rap and their music mm. and promote everyone else's music. So that way the battle rappers, firstly, they're not known as just battle rappers. This is them as musicians now. Mm. So that reaches a wider audience. So mm. that kind of inspired it as well. And then just wanting to push all the artists that we listen to on a personal level. Mm. So um, yeah, we're really grateful for some of the people that have come on. And then there's some songs I've seen live where I'm like, wow, this is legit. My favorite song this year, mm. I've got this done here performing it, you know, so it's mm. lit. So um, that was kind of the idea, but we want to like push artists, make sure that they get the recognition that they deserve as well. And obviously one thing we take our inspiration from like, you know, SPTV, obviously, mm. Love Channel U back in the day. Yeah. You've got other platforms like Blackbox. Um, yeah, we loved kind of what we were seeing on those platforms and we just wanted to provide something for artists because we listened to so much music. Mm. So we just said, All right, let's do something for the music community that's a bit different. And obviously things like money can be an issue. Mm. Like you've got to pay to go on a lot of platforms. And obviously if you're up and coming, you might not have the fees to do that or it's a risk. Come on our platform, there's no risk because everything's free. We, like, we pay for everything, like the mm. studio time. Um, the food, all the drinks, um, you get to network with loads of other artists as well. So we've got artists linking together that may have never heard of each other or would never have met each other, do you know what I mean? Mm. So they're all following each other and you've got, we've seen artists collaborating with each other after they've met. Mm. So everything's kind of working and coming to fruition. But the whole, the whole essence is just giving everyone an opportunity yeah. to display their and showcase their, their talent to the world. 
Yeah, that's really cool, man. Um, mm. And I, I really like what you're doing. And I didn't know there was the battle rap element to it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So originally, was you was you like creating content for battle rap and stuff like that? Um, no, at was first. in the circle sort of thing? No, we've always been in the circle. Mm. So I've been, it's been a big part of my life for the last, like, I'm talking like 14, 15 years. So I've been okay. watching it for like day one. Mm. But then when there's a platform called No Loose Chat and you've got Premier Battles, which is in North, like Manchester, but No Loose Chat there, we have a personal relationship with the owners there. So um, Paris, Snoop, and you've got another guy, Tally, but more so Paris and Snoop were really, really close with them. So Paris is like a big female artist. She's been around for a hot minute. So there's like, I'd love to get you on. And she's like fully supportive. And then the first few episodes are like all battle rappers essentially. And then after that, it was like, yeah, we're loving the support that we're getting from there. So it's like, the music is lit. So let's reach out to other musicians. So yeah, it's worked out. It's worked out well. But the battle rap thing, like, yeah, like I said, it plays a big part. Like I'm still going to all these events mm. and getting more and more artists on the show. So yeah, yeah, it's big for us. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, So when, when I checked, when I saw your stuff, I didn't know it was battle rap stuff. I thought it was mainly like, just like loads of different types of artists. Yeah. I didn't... Well, now, yeah. now it is, now it is. But mm. at the beginning, we had like battle rap displaying their music, but mm. we kind of just put them in a new setting. Like this is them as the artist. Mm. So a lot of people are probably going to hear their music, but they might not be into battle rap. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So it's kind of giving them another audience. Mm. That makes sense. No, I'm definitely interested. I'm going to now go back onto yeah, yeah. some I'll of the I'll let you know which stuff. ones are the battle is, but mm. for the most part, most of them are just artists from, you know, all parts of the UK. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's live, man. It's live. So, so how long have you been doing your platform? So you started it properly in April. Then okay. like, so obviously the process is finding a team, finding a studio. So mm. with my team, I've got my boy who I lived with and went to school with. I've got my twin brother. Mm. I've got a couple of my boys from back in the day and my homegirl Nushka as well. She's a photographer mm. and um, they all had the same vision. They all love all this sort of things. And the plan is, you know, we make something for each other. Mm. And obviously for musicians, the key point of it is because we, we don't take anything back. Like, like I said, it's all invested out of our own pocket. Mm. So it's just making sure that, you know, even if I get one artist, for example, who gets like super notice from this, mm. I'd be like, yo, that's it. Objective done. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But it's more so about them getting the exposure oh. and just having, you know, what it is as well, just the opportunity and the confidence. It's something different. Mm. You come on, it might, some of them, it's like their first ever performance. Mm. Like they've never gone to an open mic, they've never performed. So for them, it's like, well, yeah, like now they feel more confident and it's like, oh, I'm going to go to the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. Mm. So that's been lit about it. Bro, it sounds really good. The only thing that's hard to organize is the dates. So okay. the way it works is like I film a batch episodes in one day. Okay. So I might get like, 10 to like last last time we had 16 artists in one day mm. come to the studio so i filmed all their episodes so i don't have to go back to the studio for the next mm. three four months now yeah but the whole process of that is is that me and my brother got to make sure the money's there we can fund the day and then obviously you know we've got our own lives at the same time mm. as well you know i've got to have my, i've got to save myself and yeah. um pay all my bills and everything else so it's just kind of like balancing all of that mm. like obviously um with it we just got to think ahead as well like we want to get more equipment we want to like um just kind of expand as well mm. in different types of ways so we're just conscientious of that as well you know mm. but predominantly me and my twin we kind of do all the logistics behind everything yeah. so we make sure we, we contact all the artists we're the ones that go to all our shows but we liaise with our team like frequently mm. and like i said they're our friends as well so we just keep them up to date like oh we've got this person this person listen to this artist or whatever or they send us stuff as well like oh what do you think of this person you think mm. that person so it works well but me and my boy we just kind of like take the reins of the majority of the stuff in terms of like organizing the day, mm. finding the artists, getting the day done. And it's just kind of like, you're everyone you're about. Cool. Like if you find anyone, send them over. So mm. that's how it works. I hear you. Yeah, it, sound, it sounds really good. Would you say that you always 
you always had this vision? Is it something you always wanted to do or is it um, something that recently you decided to do? No, it's definitely more recent, you know. Mm. I say me and my bro, we always had ideas of doing stuff together. Mm. But then it's one of the ones there where it's like, know when you have an idea, you know, like, oh, it's just an idea mm. and it doesn't ever happen. Mm. And like, no, and then what, it, it gets to the point when some things end up haunting you. Do you know what I mean? Like they play on your mind so much and it's like you can't get away from it. But that's what the feeling me and my brother are having more and more is like, yo, we just need to do this. There's no right time to start something. Mm, like, oh, but maybe we should save this much more. Maybe we should try and do this and try and do that. It's like, if we don't stop, we're never going to do it. There's always going to be an excuse. Mm. So we're just like, let's just go. Let's mm. just start in it. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I think it, it, that that first step where you like, you first start releasing content, I think that's, that's a big step. Yeah. That's like... Um, I don't know how to explain it. It's like your first your first step on a mad journey, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and yeah, I think, yeah. I think that's that's a huge thing that a lot of people get stuck before they get to that point. Yeah, yeah. But once you do it, I think it's it's awesome because then you start to learn, you start to improve, and yeah. before you know it, it's been a year, it's been yeah. two years, and you're much better than when you first started. You're much more confident, all yeah. that sort of stuff. And I feel like we as a team notice it as well, just in terms of like how the days go and how we organise it. And then the more and more we've done it, I've kind of worked out if I have the studio for this long, and I give each artist this time slot, like this mm. amount of time to like get your shit done, then it's like we can get this many people on this day. So mm. that's kind of the experience. So it's always a learning curve. Do you know what I mean? I've got one guy who like hit us up and because one thing I think is really important is having constructive criticism. Mm. I feel like um, you should be able to, if those are the sort of people that actually look out for you, because it's no point in having everyone saying, oh yeah, everything's amazing, everything's amazing, because no one wants to like, hurt your feelings so yeah. people are too considerate of that in, in, in a sense but I've got one homie who's just kind of like no I think you should do this you should do this you should do this and I'm like yeah that's lit but none of it is I, I never take anything personally I'm always mm. welcoming like oh what ideas do you have or what do you think we could do next mm. or what do you think we could do better so those are the things that I appreciate because mm. even in terms of artists sometimes you might have someone like I've, I've had friends for example they, they send you stuff or some of my closest people them they write they send me stuff like, what do you think? I'm like, like music or something. Yeah, yeah, like rapping. I'm like, they're like, what do you think? I'm just like, nah, I'm not. Mm. But I, I'll, I'll just be like, straight up, I'm like, that's not your consistency mm. at, at your level. Is that so hard I'm, to do? No, 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 because like, we all just chill. Like, um, we'll sit around together. Like, I've got like a group of friends, but we've like made music together and stuff. Mm. So, um, when people are writing stuff, if we hear something, we're like, nah, like, change that, change mm. that. But it's never personal, it's just kind of like, we want everything to be like perfect and everyone has high standards, you know? Yeah. So, so do you important. make music yourself then? We did a while ago. Mm. Yeah, so it's like me and my like three boys, so we, we were doing something together. Um, my brother was doing loads of production mm. and some of my boys as well and singing as well. So yeah. it was really cool. But then that was that also linked into getting on those status as well because the trajectory for a lot of artists in the UK, well, from my understanding anyway, was, you know, you, know, you go on Black Box mm. and then you kind of get enough traction from that. And then I think the next step is that you hope to get on GRM Daily, not necessarily Daily Doppy, but just have a video promo done there. Mm. And I think get enough traction. And I think, you know, the um, highest summit of it all, I guess, is kind of having a Daily Doppy. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So I think that's when you're kind of like, oh shit, like I made it. So I feel like that was always my understanding of a lot of artists and their ideas of how you kind of get known on the scene. Mm. So, um, and then when me and my bar were, were looking, we was looking at, we, there's so many platforms out there, by the way, that I had no idea existed mm. until we started No Status. So I genuinely only thought you've already got SBTV, you've got Black Box, and you've got GRM Daily. And then there's another one, there's a couple of other ones. Link couple, Up. I think. Yeah, Link Up as well and Spit Game. Mm. So a couple more other ones. But then there are so many other platforms that are out and about 
And I'm just like, wow, like there's so many people that should know about these things, mm. but I would never have come across it because it doesn't necessarily come up on like my YouTube feeds or anything yeah. like that as well. Mm. So I feel, I feel like that can make it quite difficult at times as well mm. or where to go to find it. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like music platforms. Like it, it's difficult to find all of these things as well. Yeah. I'm guessing with the company, with the business that you're, you're doing now, there's a lot of skills that you have to have. Um, so I'm guessing stuff like editing and yeah. filming yeah. and even production and that yeah. sort of stuff. Is it all self-taught? Do you do it all um, yourself? Like your guys, do they all do it themselves? Oh, so it's like, so my boy who does the filming, for example, he, he works in, like, he works okay. with like cameras and everything like that as well. Mm. So that's part of his job. My photographer, she does that professionally on okay. our team. So yeah, but in terms of the running of the logistics of everything, a lot of it is just a learning process as mm. well, like as we go along. I love to say like me and my brother, we have plans. And at the moment, the show is where we wanted it to be at this point. Do you know mm. what I mean? So we're extremely happy with the way that it's going, the support that it's gotten and just the general direction it's going in kind of, um, but the roadmap we have, is, it's, it's in that direction, you know? Mm. But yeah, a lot of it is just a learning curve. So for example, even booking artists can sometimes be difficult because, mm, I can imagine. you know, I had one time where I was supposed to, I had, seven artists cancel on one day oh, <laughs> yeah so i end up having half of them come and i'm like oh man i got the studio for this long but you know what it is the day we just made the pace of the day slower and just mm. made it more like relaxing as a vibe but that that can knock it off because obviously you pay for all that time as well course, and you're yeah. paying you're investing in the artist and their time so it's kind of like if so many of them drop out on one day mm. You, you feel it in it so for me it's always anxious until the day comes mm. and i've seen all the artists there and it's ended then i go home and i'm like oh i can relax <laughs> yeah. i was like that day went lit mm. do you know what i mean but yeah the, the, i think it was that like second time we went when loads of them dropped out i was like oh shit mm. Man, like <laughs> do you know what i mean but how does it feel when when they drop out do you think it might be something they've they've looked at something on the content and then um, something's turned them off or do you think I've, it's just I, coincidence i don't know sometimes it could be just like maybe they're not prepared on the day or it could be like they're like oh maybe this isn't the sort of platform we want to go on so they could have that or some some people have generally had stuff come up mm. so obviously it's understandable but sometimes we're we're, we're more likely to just be like all right cool we'll, we'll run it back we'll mm. do it another time but if another time comes where you're supposed to come and you flop then me and my mm. bro would be like look it's it's not gonna happen now is it so yeah, yeah because obviously there's only so much time we can invest in you and there's yeah, only so many times i'm gonna be like spend this much of just course. to make sure you've got this opportunity in time um so yeah of course and it goes back to that saying in it like you can like bring the horse to water but you can't make yeah, yeah, drink, yeah, yeah. it yeah you can give them the opportunity but yeah. if they don't take it then you can't keep on giving them the yeah opportunity, yeah for real. and the thing is as well is you've got nothing to lose like before you've got any only stuff to gain the only thing we ever want from people is their time that's yeah. it just their time that's it i don't ask for anything other than that and it's like it's there on the plate yeah and just you're giving them perform. so much as well you're giving them so much opportunity as yeah. you said um a lot of creatives they do struggle with the money and yeah. all of that sort of stuff so you've you've created you've facilitated this opportunity for them yeah. if they don't if they don't uh, appreciate it then i can imagine it you yeah just yeah for real. Get a bit for frustrated real. With it. yeah but um, speaking of like creating stuff, how do you come up with the podcast idea? Ah, so um, basically similar to you, it was something that I had thought about for a long time and then I just thought about it more, but it was something I always wanted to do. I wanted to record these conversations because I was having these sorts of conversations anyway, like these long form conversations. And then about about maybe last year, I started thinking, okay, I, I still want to do it, but 
I don't know what exactly I want to do. I want to do a show, but I don't know what the form, what the idea behind the show is going to be. And I'm a, I'm an engineer, like as by trade, like, that's okay, what so I do for like my my day to day. Like what type of engineering? Um, electrical engineer. Sure. So I do, um, I, I I fix like machinery and stuff like that, and. I've been in loads of different firms doing that. So I, I came up with the idea of the social engineer show yeah. because one of the things about engineers is they're typically anti-social. Oh, okay. They yeah, typically yeah, yeah. just do their work. They only care about machines or like typically, like um, it's one of those stereotypes mm. in it, that they more just care about machines and things rather than people. Yeah. But I found that I really like people and I really, I'm really quite fascinated by people and the way that people think about different yeah. things. So I just thought, let me create a show based on, being a social engineer and also it's like a play on words as well. Yeah, because yeah, I didn't even clock that, you know, until now. So yeah. now I like have understanding to the meaning of the mm. show as well. Yeah. yeah so, so yeah, it's a, as I say, it's, all, it's a play on words as well. So it's basically like kind of forming opinions about things. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I started about uh, January, I think I created the, the channel, Yeah. but I never actually posted anything for a couple months because I created it. And then started getting the equipment together yeah, and started yeah. like formulating my ideas and stuff. And I think the first release was maybe March, something yeah. like that. So it's been about six months that I've been releasing content. And yeah, I'm just improving similar to you. I'm just like, learn, it's a learning yeah, experience. Yeah. I'm just getting better and learning how to do it. But I've, I've been um, quite uh, pleasantly surprised with the traction that it's getting yeah. and uh, the amount of views and the amount of response and interaction yeah, i've been getting how, so. how do you get um guests on the show how did you start initially getting guests for the show and obviously one thing i've noticed that you are consistently getting guests mm. quite frequently yeah so um how did you start because obviously there's always that process isn't it like how am i going to get someone on especially mm. at the beginning then you don't have anything to show them do you know what i mean or what it's going to be like because obviously people like to see what it is they're getting into yeah so i remember having that difficulty at the beginning when i'm reaching out to artists oh they're like oh, oh let me see a few episodes first but mm. they're like i ain't got no episodes yet so i'm trying to yeah. <laughs> do you know what i mean so yeah. how did you end up finding people so initially um similar to how how you said um you had you was already part of a community yeah. um so you got like the people that you already kind of knew through your battle rapping and yeah. stuff similar to me I, I had loads of people or a handful of people that we're my friends anyway and we like to have long-form conversations anyway and they like the idea of um being on a show and talking and getting like their opinions heard about different yeah. things so we just decided that we would get those those people on at first and just have those types of conversations that we have all the time anyway yeah and um so they really helped out in the beginning all of my friends and stuff but then it, it started becoming a thing where it was like friends of friends started wanting to be involved and yeah. then um and now we're we're trying to do more collaborations with other channels si yeah. uh, similar to how I shouted out to you guys live, live. um so yeah i just my my one of my um one of my core um thoughts about about this whole thing yeah is that everybody's interesting everybody yeah. has something interesting about them everyone right. has their own walk in life and yeah. they've worked out like different things that through their experiences yeah. so i figured there's too many people to not have guests, isn't it? Yeah, Do you know yeah, what I mean? Real, there's real. literally uh, billions of people. Yeah. And even just in London, there's like millions and millions of people. So yeah. I just figured I'd, all I need to do is create a good setup, like have a good um, production value, good yeah. audio quality, um, genuinely care about the guests, like care about what they have to say and try yeah. and get to know them and it will be good content. Yeah. So that's basically how, I, how I've approached it. And yeah, I've, like, I've, got quite a lot of guests so far and i've got a lot more 
that are in the pipeline. Yeah. So it's just now it's like we're booked up for like a couple months or something that's live. That's because. Live. Yeah, so we do we do a full episode once a week, and yep. we do clips and shorts throughout yeah. the week and stuff yeah. like that. Did you um, know in terms of marketing and doing clips and shorts and stuff? Was that something that you learned along the way as well? Yeah, like definitely. Even just using social media. Mm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's, uh, it, that's why I asked if if your stuff was all kind of self taught. Yeah, yeah, most of my stuff was self taught. Yeah. I just I didn't know how to edit, didn't know how to what equipment I needed, didn't yeah. know really how to even um, approach doing this thing. Like, well, yeah. I just, I just done loads of research online and just started learning as I was doing it. So in the beginning, we started by doing, dropping a full episode straight away. Yeah. And then we done like uh, one clip and one short. Actually, I don't even think we done shorts at first. We done just one clip and one episode. We was yeah. doing that every couple of days. But then I realized it was like so much editing. It was so much. And then it was like the episodes were so long yeah. that, a lot of people would like watch the first few minutes or whatever yeah, and then yeah. drop off. So I figured there's got to be a way that I can like highlight certain topics in yeah. the conversation because yeah. there might be something really interesting, but yeah. it's further down yeah. and they don't get to it because it's quite a long form conversation. Yeah. So yeah, just, just trial and error, looking at the a- analytics of the, like behind the, um, you know, with like the different platforms, they have yeah. the analytics. So yeah, just working out what works and what doesn't work right now. We've got, a certain formula but it still needs tweaking it's still yeah. like working on it making it better but right now we're doing a short every day and then a clip a couple times a week yeah and then we do the full episode once a week yeah that's live because yeah in terms of the learning curve i'm even even just using social media mm. so i had myspace mm. facebook um messenger but i never before no says i never ever had stuff like instagram before mm. we had a twitter account but that's mainly for that about twins. So I knew how to use that. But even just the idea of learning Instagram, I was like, whoa, man. I remember just messing, asking people, like, how do I upload a picture? Um, yeah. does it, what, what do I do? Do I have to add a hashtag? Do I have to caption this? It was all so confusing. Mm. So just learning stuff like how to use it, like reels and stories. And then it's not even just that. It's a lot of the market research behind it as well. Mm. For real, and the psychology behind sort of things as well. So obviously you drop things at certain times because there's For a real. reason to it. So most of the time, you see a lot of episodes coming out between like six and seven mm. because everyone finishes work then. Do you know what I mean? So people are going to see it and people will be on their phone. So just little things like that when you learn, you're like, well, like, I didn't know there was a reason to mm. all of these things. I find just the whole world of that quite interesting. Yeah, same. It's it's a lot. It takes definitely a lot of understanding, a lot of learning. And yeah. it's a process, isn't it? As yeah. I say, even though I've been doing it for about six months now, I'm still learning stuff every yeah. day. Yeah. So I've recently increased the quality of um, the shorts that we're doing. Yeah. So instead of doing just a minute clip, um, like raw footage, I've started to add in like um, pictures and yeah. subtitles yeah. and them sort of things just to add a little bit more like spice to it. Yeah. And yeah, it does. It is definitely working. We're getting a lot more views because of it. And yeah. I'm sure even now I haven't worked out the form. Do you know what I mean? Even yeah, yeah, in like yeah. six months, I'll probably do something completely like different. different. Yeah, yeah, work out the, yeah. the thing a bit more. So yes, yeah, it's, it's complicated, but it is, it is just a learning curve. Yeah. But I'm really enjoying it. And um, yeah, I think it's a good journey. It's good It's good for other um, people to look, to see us on the journey as well. Because yeah. other people are how I was before I started, where they don't know anything about it yeah. and they're just trying to pick up little bits and tips yeah. and stuff from different people so that's one of the reasons why i really like your platform as well because it, you can see that it's it's like like at its early stages yeah, yeah growing so, yeah, yeah. Like, but it's really good though i really like you. um the artists that you have on there i thank really you. i see what you're doing and i think it's really cool that's why yeah. i shouted out to you guys because someone actually told me about your page oh, okay and sick. i thought 
I, and I checked it out. And I was like, yeah, that them lot, they're doing their thing. Yeah, and I yeah, see where yeah, they're same. going. So let me let me get in touch. Yeah, but yeah, I, you got some really talented people in your. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Loads of them have so much potential um, mm. to go really really far. Like there's some of them I talk to. I'm just like, man, this this is crazy. Like, there's one guy, that man, he's 19 years old. He's yeah, one of the rappers that was on my show mm. recently. When I say this guy, I'm not exaggerating. Drops a freestyle every single day. Mm. It's wild because he does his accountancy training stuff from like nine to five. Mm. And when his tags like missing no excuse and you see it. Like my mm. man's really taking it proper seriously. And then watching him perform was like, whoa, man. I remember calling my brother straight away. Just like, yo, this kid, this kid's crazy. Like mm. He's got satin. And he, even the bars as well. Because when I listen to a lot of music now, it's... um. It has. It's more, I'm more. I'm more interested in it either being relatable mm. or I like listening to a lot of the bars. Yeah. So, um, but that's just my own preference. I, I think all music has a purpose. I don't get twisted. I want to hear like basic lines if I'm going out. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. But more so, if I'm listening to stuff, I want to hear like punches. That's just my own personal mm. preference. I love wordplay and all mm. that stuff like that. So stuff that's been to go mm, like every ten <laughs> seconds. You know yeah. what I mean? So even when I hear a lot of these guys live, there's been a few times where me and my boys we just start screaming and shouting, and it ruins mm. the edit. But we're like, listen, <laughs> listen, I'm sorry, bro. Like <laughs> it yeah. was too cold. Mm. Yeah, it might, it might even be worth leaving some of them in. Cause yeah, no, no, yeah, 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 yeah. That's mm. what I was saying to my brother. We were saying like, don't stop, don't ever stop filming now. Mm. Just leave, leave it all in. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So that level of excitement because it's just it's war. Like when you hear it for the first time, it's mm. like that's why I was saying like I love battle rap so much because mm. that's how I got into it because of listening to all those bars and it's like growing up listening to little Wayne like heavy mm. that's probably the one person was that kept me in that lane of just lyricism mm. yeah so I was going to ask you about the modeling aspect of your business yeah. is that something that was always in the plans or is it nah. something that developed as you started doing it yeah yeah so after our first episode, I hollered at Anushka, so we met her again through Battle Rap and stuff. And then um, I was like, yo, I want you to be part of this project because you're like cool and I love like your work as well. I love what you're doing. Mm. And she was on board straight away. And then she came and then did her thing. Because that's the thing, we let people just, like my filmer, I just let them film how you want. Photographer, just do what you need to do. Then when she started doing all these professional pictures, it was like, wow, this is a sick service as well to provide for artists as well, mm. even just for their portfolio. For real. So, um, she was just fully on board and then she started doing it and then it, our brand colours are black and white predominantly anyway. Mm. So her photography is predominantly black and white. Mm. So we just thought this is a perfect link up. So when she started doing it all herself and then posting them, I was like, this is live. So you, you need to be doing this mm. every session, like get, get part of the team. So yeah, yeah. She's been proper supportive from day one. How do you structure it? Do you, is it like the, the different people who do different parts of the business? Are they like shareholders in the company sort of thing? No, so it's just me and my twin. Okay. Yeah, so we're we're the ones that own the business essentially. And then do you give them like salary or something or is it So at the moment mm. we start we're starting to now mm. like pay the teams at first. It's everyone we're just doing this, we're just getting built up. But that's why everyone's so blessed because mm. their their jobs are expensive as well. Yeah. Like getting a photographer for the day is really, really expensive. So the fact that I've had people doing stuff for free, it's been live. Mm. But now me and my brother, we've reached a point where we're just kind of like, look, we need to start compensating our team as well. Mm. So that's what we started working on. Mm. Yeah, so it's good, it's good. Because similar to you, I'm in um, that early stage where I've got a small team around me. Yeah. Um, there's about four of us now. Yeah. And same like you, like look, look, everyone's doing things for no money at this yeah. point because yeah. nothing's actually coming in. We're yeah. just literally just building it from the ground up. But I intend on like getting everyone on salary sort yeah. of thing yeah. as, like, as soon as the money comes in. 
And the way I'm doing it as well, I have different people running different platforms. Yeah, okay. And the plan with the platform is to have them, any any money generated from that platform will be something like 90% to yeah. the person who runs it. Yeah. And then just 10% will go back into the business. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's, so it's like they have incentive to build it up because yeah, they know it's going to be yeah. their side hustle sort of thing. Well, I think the passion is important as well. Mm. Because with my team, they genuinely share the same view. They want mm. it. Because it's not just for me and my twin, it's it's for these guys as well. This yeah. is everything for all of us in our mm. future as well. So I put, me and my boy, we always say like, we put them first mm. and then that's the main thing, you know, as long as the team's happy, we're good. Because obviously we've spent like thousands already into mm. this and we're not here thinking, oh, when are we going to get this back or how are we going to mm. get this back? I think, especially at the point where we're at, it's all, like when I say I love doing this, I love this shit, mm. you know, when I go there to the day, me and my bro, we leave and then we're on the phone later. It's like, yo, that was like the littest day yeah. ever because it's just a vibe as well, isn't it? Yeah. So we we just have so much love for it. And then to know that they are as invested as we are, mm. I think that's the main thing because if someone was there half in it, you can just feel it. Energy mm. doesn't lie at the end of the day, you know? So it's like the enthusiasm for it, it matches me and my bros. Mm. So we just figured we've got such a sick team. And I feel like when you've got a dynamic like that, I feel that's, that's really, really important. No one's here out for themselves. Like, I would love it if someone, people would say to my film, like, yo, do the music video, just little opportunities like that. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? I want them guys to have the best opportunities that can come from this. I would love it if uh, my boy AT went and did loads of other filming or Nishka gets opportunities to get loads of photo, like photography mm. shots or the host. Maybe they can go on other platforms and stuff like that. So me and my boy, we want everyone to win because there's, there's this mentality a lot of the time where it's like, oh, what am I getting out? Of yeah, it? what am I getting out? Of this is all, mm. all for me. And everything I've done in my life has always been jobs that have been centered around helping people. Mm. So I'm a teacher at the moment. Like when and it's funny, when I say to people I'm a teacher, like what you're a teacher, like cover teacher or something. No, like fully, fully qualified, did the NQT, did all the training, everything like yeah. that as well. Yeah. Bad. So um and especially with the way that I look sometimes, like now I'm just chill. If you saw me in a work day, shirt, uh, shirt, suit, you know what I'm mm. saying, tie. So completely different feel. So you wouldn't so when, when people when I sometimes meet people and tell them, Oh, like you work in education, are you well educated? It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. And it, it, it folds people back, like, would you do this? You do that? It's like, no, like you cover. It's like, no, like So what do you teach? History. Okay. Yeah, so that's what I did my degree in at university. Okay. And it's always been something that I've been good at and something I've always been interested in. Mm. So um That's yeah, really I interesting. Like I didn't I didn't expect Yeah, that. yeah, see, mm. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people so both me and Martin, we both work in education. Okay. And um I've always done I've always been in education in some capacity. I've always done things outside of it as well, mm. just to experiment because obviously when I went uni, I was 19, so I took a year out then I went to uni. But at that point in my life, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was just kind of like, oh, and we're the, me and my twin, we were the first ones to go uni in our family. Mm. So it was more of a case of, I'll just do what I'm good at as opposed to, oh, I'm going to do this degree so it can lead into this. Mm. So I always just kind of thought, oh, I'm interested in history, I can make this work. So did that and then when I left I f so I'm 33 so I spent more, a lot of the times of my 20s just traveling because mm. for me at that point I wasn't really worried about when I left uni I wasn't worried about oh what do I want to do as a career and I just kind of sat down and thought to myself like I don't want to wait to retire to start enjoying life I just figured I want to enjoy life now mm. and tick off all these things on my bucket list that I want to start doing so because you always there's always that pressure as well when you go up in London it's like I need to have a house by the time I'm 30 I need to be settled I need to do mm. this and that and then you just conform to this kind of rat race that's always happening. And then the pace of London as well, it's just so fast mm. and it's so expensive here. So part yeah. of it was kind of like, ah, oh, I just want to experience different things because it was going to uni for me was the first time I met 
different types of people that I would never had the opportunity to meet in London or even jam with or talk to mm. or just have like when I say from different cultures different interests different cultures different classes mm. and um, I, I learned from uni a lot that well, you can meet anyone from any sort of background and you can find something in common with that person or you yeah. can have relationships with them so that get rid of all sorts of discriminatory thoughts you could have or it just breaks down barriers and then a lot of you realise that actually we're all a lot more similar than you think so it goes back to the points that you're making that you can have so many people on this podcast and just connect with them because everyone's got a story or something to say. Mm. So, For real. And yeah. everyone's got their own experience. So even what you said about being a teacher, yeah, that's that's probably like surprising to a lot of yeah, guests yeah, yeah. Stuff, real, a lot of real. audience because they're probably going to think like all the teachers that they know, they, yeah, they yeah, wouldn't yeah. think that a teacher would, would have like this this type of interest. Yeah, yeah, because like, more time you think of a teacher being kind of straight laced, like kind of mm. just like doing... The one thing, but yeah, no, it's it, like now that you say it, yeah, it's yeah. like it, it's not. It is. It was surprising at first year, but yeah. now that you say it, it's like the way that you talk. You sa- you definitely sound like you've been uni. You've been, you yeah, know, what yeah. I mean, you've got you got yeah. that certain vibe about the way you talk and stuff. So yeah, I think I think this is probably a good thing. And I, I have a lot of people who have been u- to uni on the show and even helping with the show as well. Yeah, and I think it it just it's a certain certain character trait to have to to um have. Uh, graduated it's like yeah. it's not easy yeah it's, yeah for real it's a for lot real. to it and yeah. it, it shows a certain level of um discipline yeah. and determination and them sort of things so i think those sorts of um attributes will definitely help you in whatever yeah, business course, you, you try to yeah do. for real and it's interesting as well because with going into education there's so many like, i can literally talk about it all day but one thing is all is about representation as well and relatability so i remember growing up going to school, I never necessarily had someone from like the same background as myself or mm. necessarily felt represented all the time. Mm. So it's good when I can interact with a lot of my students. So I teach the secondary level and A level. Those are the two, so the key states, so 11 to 18, those are the ages that I teach. But it's good when people are from similar backgrounds and they can see someone that they can see had a similar upbringing to them. Mm. And then because at the end of the day, it's the ones that who get overlooked or misunderstood or people don't have to communicate with. They're the ones that, I really like working with the more like mm. challenging ones. They're yeah. the ones that I'm kind of like, look, I've got time for you. Even mm. when others don't, I think it's just about having that understanding and respect for each other. So whenever I went into it, I was always said, I want people to be from a similar background and look, be like, look, you can you can do this with yourself. Because I feel like it's it's sick what I've done, especially getting right. to that point and all the experiences and the place that has allowed me to go. I've managed to do it around the world. Not just in the UK, like I managed to teach around the world. And I say this to people, they're like, "Oh, you need better money." It's like, no, you don't. You just get a job out there. So I've been, I've been Japan, I've been Spain, America. I say this to people, they're like, "Oh, you've been there, you've been there." It's like how? And it's like, look, I didn't save no money. I literally just flew out to these places, <laughs> took a job, and just made it work. That's it. So I say the opportunities that education can have can be positive at times. Yeah. But um, yeah, for the most part, I just want people to see that. Look, I understand you. Like I'm from the same sort of things that you you've been through whatever or mm. the same sort of area same similar sort of upbringing especially um like working class upbringings as well and people that talk a certain way in a certain language because obviously i always say you always got the element of code switching right yeah. but with some kids you, you can't do that with do you know what i mean you just need to talk to them on a level as well at the same time so mm. and when they understand that and they're like look i can see you're similar to me they respect you they do their work they listen mm. so i feel like you've got to find that balance you know what i mean for real do you um, keep the two things separate? Do you like to do your students know about 
Yeah, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't talk about that. Mm. Yeah, I mean, kids tell me that they're interested in music, and I always say, look, if you ever need any like contact or if you need any help, mm. boom, I'll, I'll send you in the right direction, mm. or I can put you in contact with so and so, whatever. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. you find this person, do this, boom. So you're gonna give them advice, but in terms of no status now, but sometimes I have thought, me and my brother have thought, oh, we both work in schools, we got a lot of contacts. Sometimes we think, oh, we can do an addition where. We give the youth something as well. Mm. So we'll just have something set up. But the logistics of that is quite complicated because yeah, I can imagine. You gotta get like obviously like loads of forms signed and all this and that. So yeah, it's a bit more tricky with that. But it is something that we definitely feel like we wanna push in the future, like somehow how we can collaborate with a younger audience as well, because mm. you've got a lot of talented ones as well. So because back in the day there was a lot more like youth clubs and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, for real. You could go and do music and stuff. Nowadays, yeah. it's not too much about. No, no, not at all, not at all. It's interesting when you say stuff like that as well, because growing up, it's going back to this point that you said about like politics and stuff. Mm. Um, like one of the discussions that you like to have. I never growing up, especially like if, uh, firstly from like north and then moved out further north. So obviously being from a work class family as well, background, I always thought, oh, politics, it doesn't matter. Mm. That was the mindset myself and a lot of my friends had. Oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who's, who's in charge because my life's going to be the same anyway. Mm. So that was always a mindset, never interested in voting or nothing. And I always say to a lot of children that I feel like as a teenager, I never noticed these things. It was only until I was an adult, then I started feeling things, especially when I was doing stuff like charity works and like, oh, this is closed, this is closed because of this and because of that. And I was like, wow, actually, now I can actually understand how politics can have an impact on my life. So mm. that's when I started to get more interested in it, especially from the point of studying history, understanding how it's always worked and particularly in this country and other Western countries. So I just figured, well, now maybe I can kind of get a bit more into it. I'm not going to say I'm the most political person in the world. I'm definitely mm. not. But it's just having that fundamental understanding of yeah. what's going on now and paying more attention to it. Mm, for real. I'm not um, overly political either. It's yeah. just um, different issues might might be um, trending and I just want to hear what different what people, people think, think about it. that sort yeah. of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, mostly it's, it's more about um, things that actually affect like our lives as, yeah, yeah, as for real. individuals. It's less yeah. about, I don't know, like actually like different parties and stuff. Yeah, like it's Lord more about Max, what they're yeah. actually yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. I hear that, I hear that. One, yeah. one thing as well that I've noticed, um, you have like really good kind of interesting and kind of in-depth conversations mm. that I'm really like, I get really intrigued by as well. So there's a couple of kind of, some people say they're taboo subjects, but I don't, I feel like they're mm. quite interesting. So like, do you believe in stuff kind of like afterlife and souls and stuff like that? We say you're religious, spiritual. What do you think? Personally, like I'm not. I, I'm not religious, and yeah. I, I don't, I don't like. I haven't grown up in that type of culture where yeah, it's yeah. like I, I necessarily, I'm like I don't know. Some of them things, yes, yeah, like you kind of you've always felt that way or something. Yeah. Like some people, they're born into a certain household where they've always felt like that's there's something there. Yeah. Me personally, I haven't. I haven't really had that kind of um, that inst like them kind of things installed into me. Yeah. So I just kind of look at it objectively, and I think that there's no such thing. But I don't know. Me, I'm still open to um, to being educated on the topic. Yeah. What? So how do you feel about it? No, I just find those things quite interesting. Like um, you just never know with a lot mm. of those things. In terms right. of, I'm agnostic, so I don't, I'm not saying I believe in this, I believe in that, or nothing exists. I don't believe. I think anything and everything could be possible mm. because the way I see it is we experience life through our five senses essentially but all beings experience them on different frequencies so I mm. find things like that quite interesting what people think um, especially just with like uh, do you ever sit down and think oh like why am I doing this why am I doing that or um, just oh what happens like oh 
like in terms of living like life, death, and mm. all those things that because I feel like, especially when I watch the news and stuff, these things are always pressing things. So mm. I feel like, oh, it gets you thinking a lot about more deeper issues as for well. Real, for real. Yeah. If there is something after this, yeah, I think I'll have to deal with it when it happens. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. Until then, I have to deal with the things I can see. Yeah. With this, with this uh, mental capacity or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I just, I just think. Ultimately, a lot of these things are really good things. Like a lot of these different religions are really good for people because yeah. they allow pe- or they give people reason to care about what they're doing. Yeah, to, 100%. to be more positive or to be more um, caring and uh, to to like consider the fact the effect that they their actions have yeah. on on the broader society. So yeah. I think they are good things, but I'm just not attached to any particular community. But yeah, I do yeah. respect like all of them. Whatever. Much. Yeah, yeah. So, same. That's always been. My point of view, I've never like, I never denounce anything. Mm. I'm always kind of like, yeah, that, that legit could be real. But especially if, if there's things that I'm not that knowledgeable about, I'm mm. not going to question anything. I can only just be like, yeah, I respect that, man. Like, mm. for real. Cool. Yeah, I think because as well, even in terms of just arguments in general, I feel like um, just because you have opposing views mm. doesn't mean you can't get along. Yeah. I feel like there's this whole idea that you all have to have the same mindset. And I feel like, it's fine. You can have completely opposing views and still be cool with each other. Yeah. I always feel like at the core of some arguments, always about trying to persuade someone and change their minds. Mm. But I think imposing anything on anyone is one of the worst things you can do. Yeah. You know. So real. I think if you just don't just say, "Oh, I respect this. Cool. I like, yeah. Okay." Then that could be problematic if you're just like, "You're wrong. You're this. You're mm. that." There'll, there'll be a particular issue, the subject matter of the conversation, yeah. and instead of dealing with that, they more attack the person who's yeah. saying it. Yeah, and that's yeah, why yeah. I, I don't like that. I, I would rather we focus on the issue, yeah, yeah. and we we can debate it, but then we're still cool. Like, yeah, you know yeah, what I yeah. Mean? Like, yeah, yeah, for real. Because if if we start if it starts becoming like you're insulting the other person and all them sorts of things, then it just starts becoming not even worth having the yeah, conversation. Yeah, for real. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, for real. But yeah, I I like to challenge ideas. I like to um think about um I don't know um because there's a lot of unexamined assumptions, things that people just like go with anyway without having actually thought about it yeah so i like to actually think about it and yeah. think about the ideas i challenge the ideas rather than the people yeah but some people are so connected to their ideas that yeah it's hard for them to separate the two of course yeah yeah yeah. you do find that a lot mm. of the time as well yeah but ultimately i yeah i'm just i'm just trying to be positive uh, one of my beliefs on is that everyone needs to have a purpose yeah and everyone needs to be focused on their goals and yeah. trying to do right by themselves and their family and the broader community yeah yeah so as long as people's beliefs allow them to do those sorts of things and they're not um like counter to that they're not like being negative yeah. to their self and uh the broader community then i'm all for it yeah i think it's like even linking to the point that you're saying about values mm. i feel like they're important because like even with our show for example one thing growing up our parents always kind of like look manners and respect get mm. you further than anything in life and that is something that I kind of take with my show as well. I, I don't go out to people, especially like artists, be rude or even even if battle rap, even if I battle about twins page, mm. even if an artist had a bad day at the office, for example, I'm not gonna go online and say, "Oh, this person shit, they're done." Mm. No, I never would be like, "Look, yo, hold your head up, man. Like, come back next time. You kill it. Don't worry. Don't even watch that." So, I think you know those values permeate through everything that I do. Mm. It's not even just the show; just everyday life. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So. Me and my brother, we've always said we never want to compromise any of those things. Even with our platform, for example, if someone 
wanted to come on and I heard their lyrics and it could potentially put themselves in danger or they're kind of inciting something. Mm. But when I say that, I'm talking like directly like, bond this person, bond these ends, <laughs> whatever. Mm. I'm, me and my bro, like, yo, bro, like, no, no, no. I don't want to be in any way kind of accountable for promoting that. I mm. feel like I'm down with all types of music. Say what you want to say, that's cool. But if I felt like there's going to be direct repercussions from mm. you saying what you said and I saw my platform, hell yeah, because yeah. you just want to be a platform for positivity. Like yeah, yeah, essentially, yeah, That's yeah. And I want the people that come on, they have similar values as well. It's mm. all just, you know, like I said, positivity is really, really important to mm. myself and my brother and just keeping that level of integrity as well. Because as well as one thing, even with interviews that we have on our show, I'm not going to dive into if, if something happens outside or something that's personal, regardless of, you know, I could have someone come on the show one day that has, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers and they could have been in- involved in something. Like, there'd never be a, oh, so what happened here? It's like, well, mm. I don't care about any of those things. I'm not here to promote it because there's so many events that happen and all you hear about is the negativity mm. of it. So even if, you know, if I'm at an event and something happens, I'm not going to say anything about any crap that's happened because I'm not promoting that on my page at mm. all. Or just even mm. in my life, it's always just, oh, look, there's, these sick things happen mm. instead. You know what I'm saying? So that's way better for us. Mm. So what's the plans? What's the next step for No Status? Um, at the moment, we've got enough content for the next few months. So obviously the next thing is just make sure, most of, most of it is edited already. Most of the episodes are already edited. So Do you do the editing yourself? No, no, my twin okay. and um, my boy AT. Mm-hmm. Too. But when I say, I'll chat to my bro on a work night, it's like 11 o'clock. I, 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 I get up at five, innit? Mm. So... Sometimes I'll, I'll be up like past 10. I see my bro, he's online. He's sending me something at 11.30. I'm like, yo, bro, why aren't you asleep? You've got, <laughs> you got two little youths, man. You need to get up in the morning. It's like, bro, I need to do these edits because it's not just that. He's like, I love this song, man. Let me just do it. So mm. for him, he gets obsessed as well. Mm. He just kind of gets it. When he gets inside, he just won't let it go. Every night with me and bro, even his partner's like, yo, go to bed, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Mm. So, um, but yeah, all the edits are pretty much done. So it's just scheduling the dates of when everything's going to drop because mm. obviously... I need to think, when's the next time I go in the studio? And then me and my boy have that in mind already. So it'd be most likely after 2020, January, late January, end of January, because December is a difficult time because it's Christmas. Mm, everyone's course. got this and that. So we just figured on December. January, everyone's kind of broke at the beginning. It's quite difficult for them and everyone's mm. recovering. So we said, end of Jan, let's just get the next batch of filming done. So the next one is just... We've already got a few artists that we've been in contact with who are definitely coming on already. Mm. And then the other parts are just finding other artists as well. So mm. luckily, we're fortunate enough that we've got enough that we feel like we can get the next batch done after that. But it's not just that. It's we want to throw events as well. So everyone that we've worked with, we don't want no status to be the final stop mm. in their journey in music. It's like, ah, cool, you've been on here. You've done, you've done it in this setting. All right, next time, let's take it to the stage. Like, mm. so, like I said, some of these people ain't performed before. So that's in that's 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 our plan. That's the one thing that we want to achieve next. Mm. So it's like okay. for our first show. Mm. Yeah, that sounds yeah. really cool. Do you have a set? Um, is it like you do one a week, one every two weeks, one every? Is it there's a, is there a set schedule for releases? Yeah, yeah. So if it depends, if the artists do about two tracks, yep. then obviously I'll release your I'll release you first, like you lot first. So. The way that you'll see it is with all the artists that we're releasing now is because they've got multiple tracks. And then once they've done their ones, the ones who only did one, they go next. Do you mm. know what I mean? So the whole point is there's more traction on the show. So when that person who has only one song performs their stuff, then it's like, oh, all these eyes from these other artists on you now. Mm. And then it's kind of like we bring it back. Mm. So that's how we're going to do it. And then 
interviews and just how long we've got the content to last for. So we pretty much mapped that out. And then obviously thinking about funding as well. Mm. So um, because obviously it is really expensive. So yeah, me and my bro, obviously every month we're saving and talking about the finances of it all. And then if we had funding, there's so much more we could do mm. with the show, which we want to, which we think would be good for the music community and a good experience for people. And I think it would definitely boost people's profiles a lot more. And then obviously with the concept of the show, it's called No Status because I don't care if you have 200 followers or like 200,000. Mm. For me, the, the center of it is kind of like the rawness of your love for music. That's all that I want to see. Mm. And it's this idea of, you know, I think the concept of the celebrity, I don't really like it because you're putting people on pedestals and think, oh, you're so much more than you are. I've met a lot of my favorite artists, like, you know, ever growing up and managed to even work with some of them in some capacity. And you meet them, you're like, it's just normal. You know what I'm mm. saying? They're just regular people. And then I've got friends who have done stuff like in films or even other artists that I've met and then people see them like, oh, who's this, who's that? And in my head, I'm like, oh, this is just so-and-so. So it's just getting rid of all of that. It's kind of like respecting you as the artist and your music, not, you know, how popular you are. Because at the end of the day, there are times where I feel anyway, I've got up and coming artists who I think are maybe lyrically better, make better music than some big mainstream artists, mm. arguably, arguably. That's just my own opinion. Mm. So um, that's what I want to see. I just want, Although I want those worlds to kind of just come together. And also it's just people with more experience in the game. I want them to kind of pass on their knowledge as well. Mm. Like a lot of artists I know, it's all a learning curve for them. Like, I've got to go through this, I've got to go through that. I don't know about this, I don't know about that. And then it's just sharing that knowledge. I think that's really, really important. Knowing stuff as early as you can, so you can avoid making mistakes, but obviously you learn through making mistakes as well. So you, you need to, it's impossible to say, oh, this isn't going to go wrong at some point. Mm. Things, that shit happens. You're going to have to deal with it, innit? So, um, but for what you can anticipate, you just kind of hope it goes well and it mm. goes in that direction. Yeah. So you mentioned um, funding. How yeah. do you see the funding coming in? Is it going to be all, like you, you make the money yourself and then reinvest No, 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 like um, literally just for applying for funding, yeah, okay. or even investors and stuff as well. But, mm. I think that's the next step. So that way, obviously, we can buy just more equipment. Mm. And then, like I said, in terms of following shows, that will help with funding with the shows. Otherwise, it just gets quite expensive for me and my role. If mm. we're like, okay, we've got to do the show, because the show already, you know, just just a day itself is really expensive. Mm. You know, it can yeah, be like over a bag, but like mm. the day itself done, like is over a bag. Mm. So day, that's expensive. So imagine I do that, and then I've got a full show after that. Then I'm mm. like, wow, man. And the show itself, they're expensive as well. Yeah. Looking at a few Gs for that as well. So mm. in my mind, we're always thinking, if we have funding, then it's like I can have a schedule set. Because in my mind, I've got how I'd like the year to go out and how many how many times I want to go to the studio. So I've got like every three months, cool. But in between those three months, if I can afford to do shows as well, boom, that's going to happen. We'll definitely get one done for sure. Mm. But I would like to do at least four shows. Beautiful shows. In regards to shows, I know some people do like deals with the host or yeah. like the the venue or something. They might mm. say, Okay, you sell them this amount of drinks, or people come and they buy this amount yeah, of drinks, yeah. then you get the show for you do it for free. You don't yeah. have to pay for whatever. So maybe you can do some sort of like like joint uh Yeah, there's, there's people like that, that we've mm. been chatting to already. So mm. in regards to that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, in regards. Mm. And there's a lot of people who are really knowledgeable and supportive, but oh I know mm. this one, you can use this, I've got the hookup. So mm. Yeah, we're grateful for for that as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. Uh, I think that's the best way to do it. Really, yeah, yeah, for real. Get to it, it works for everyone. Everyone yeah. does well. 
and then obviously you get to do the shows with your artists. Yeah, yeah. I think it would be really good. I think that's that's a really good next step to get yeah. the guys, especially where you say you've got a lot of new artists that haven't done any shows before. Yeah. This might get them to where they need to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, for real, mm. for real. And that's like I said, that's always the aim, you know, making sure they get to where it is that they need to be. Mm. And even if it's not straight away, it's cool. But, you know, it's that start that they need. You mm. know what I mean? It's that recognition. It's like, look, I've got something. Because there are some artists, they, they might have like only just audios mm. you've got nothing visual yeah so at least they have something there that mm. they can show and add to their catalogue and that's all me and my bro want to do for mm. people just keep giving back keep giving back that's it do you ever get issues with the artists um uh, especially the ones who are, only have audio out yeah where they might be really nervous or something to you, put their stuff no, out no what most most of the time you've had like one or two people like, oh, nervous and you just get into it and you know what it is if, if you feel a bit nervous at the beginning a lot of these people when i say they're like proper artists. They're just ready to go. Mm. Like they're just, they're just on it. They, mm. There's none of this. It, oh no, no. Listen, mm. they're just they're there. They're on it, mm. and you can tell. Like it's like I said before, the energy ain't lying, man. That like they're there in front of the camera. They're performing. Mm. They don't even need the camera. They'll just start singing. They just start rapping. Mm. So you got. I think when they see that, it gives people the that like. Oh man, I can't wait to go next. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It gets them yeah. excited to go. Mm. So that's kind of how we want to do it. For real. Do you uh, get any issues with nerves or anything? Do you ever feel like, because you, you've put some of, some of your stuff out, like when you're telling people to come on this no status yeah, and stuff like yeah. that, do you feel ever feel self-conscious about putting yourself out what, there? As in, uh, who, as in how I communicate? Or was that your twin? I'm not sure. If no, usually, mm. actually no, usually I'll, I'll do a lot of the like the in visual, personal. Yeah. But he, in terms of messaging, like you, you could be talking to any one of us. Because mm. I yeah. see uh, what I meant, what I was more thinking of is on like the most recent post, the ones that you have right at the top, yeah, is yeah. basically telling artists, oh, that's myself. If they yeah. Come yeah. Through. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So do you feel any sort of nerves doing stuff like that? You know what? It's it's weird. Not not really. Mm. Not really. I think the first time I did it, I had to be here because obviously, in terms of putting out content, you always got to have ideas. And in my head, I wanted people to know what the show was and mm. how you can get on and what our, what our platform is. Mm. So in my head, I was kind of thinking, how can I do this? And I've seen loads. Like it goes back to learning how to use social media. Mm. So I've seen stuff that you can do. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. I'll do this. I'll make sure I explain it. But then when it came to filming it, I was like, right. I thought I'd just sit in front of the camera. Mm. One time, boom, easy. Nah, man, I'm fumbling my words. I remember <laughs> I got through the first take. I was like, Thank fuck for that, man. Mm. That took a hot minute to do. So... That's when I get the nerves, mm. like in that in that respect. So I just want it to be done, boom, yeah. and just make sure what the message is is just kind of clear, mm. coherent, and everyone can watch it and be like, yeah, cool, like, I get what this is. Mm. Yeah, whilst obviously just kind of being as authentic as possible as well, yeah. because I want people to know when you come on, this is what we are like, we're just consistently like this, you know? Yeah, for real. Yeah, because yeah, it is understandable. It's one of those things that I think everyone might get a bit of stage fright or a bit of, yeah. like where they feel a little bit like, okay, now's the time to, you want to get it perfect. Yeah. But sometimes it takes a few takes to yeah, get yeah, it. For real. Even interviews. Um, yeah. Initially, me and my bro, we, we were like, oh, we, if we couldn't find anyone to host, we said, we'll do it. And then when it comes down to it, it's, you're like, oh shit, there's people in the room. Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of like, the camera's on. So it's not as easy as people perceive it to be. Yeah. But the people that I've got as hosts, so my boy Rich, he's, he's new on the show. Mm. He just come on. Um, my boy Wax is still there. Um, it's just, if, Something's going on and it's like, oh, we've got people that are just always about, you know what I mean? There could yeah. be a day where something else is happening or there's another obligation. So I've always got my host. I've always got other hosts on the team. But you know, my boy Rich, when I say, I don't think he's ever experienced fear in his life, man. That guy, just, <laughs> he just stays ready. Yeah. Like his energy is consistent. It's wild. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Does he make music as well? No, 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 no. He can actually can sing really well. He can sing really, really well. But he wasn't actively making something. Mm. Yeah. But... Okay. 
As a host? Yeah, he's, he's hilarious, man. He's so funny. And I, I, we, we always said this to him. I was like, yeah, one of the funniest guys I know, man. Like, you, you need to put yourself out there. And he's always like, no, man. And everyone met him. Mm. Every, everyone that saw him that day would tell you that guy like, was on 100. It's just him. <laughs> he's up there. Everyone's like there. It's like, yeah. whoa. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, one of the questions I was going to ask you as well is, um, you've probably met loads of different uh, people along this journey. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you think there's a difference between creative people and non-creative people? Um, to an extent, I feel like even if I think you got people actively do it, and I feel like a lot of people want to do something, they just kind of either don't have the means or the know-how. That's it. So I feel like everyone has something that they want to do or that they love to do on their own or independently. Um, that's just my experience from a lot of people that I've met. Anyway, for the most part, I'm not saying everyone knows what they want to do. That's mm. everyone doesn't. That's not a bad thing at all. Like eventually. I feel like you do enough experiences through life to realize you got to do what you don't want to do to find out what it is that you want to do. That's what I've learned and to know what you really want to love. But um, yeah, it's difficult to, I think with musicians that I've met anyway, it's definitely some level of like a different energy mm. because you're putting yourself out there to the world. So I know artists that, you know, they won't say nothing to their, their like friends or their partners. They hear it on the track. So it's their way of being fully vulnerable mm. so you're putting that level of yourself out of there that part, part of yourself out there for people to listen to and see and in a way you know you just gotta you just gotta be bare and just take what comes with it mm. but for the most part i feel like, like i said about relatability most stuff that i really really like is stuff that i hear and think well like i would maybe i wouldn't say that but that's live do you know what i'm saying mm. to hear someone saying that and then that that's what makes you connect with the music mm. and that you hear something you're like well, yeah, I actually feel like that as well. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. I find a lot of them definitely, a lot of musicians that I've met anyway, in terms of the way that they think, particularly when you're putting stuff together, especially if you're penning stuff or, when I say like penning, I mean like um, intricate bars, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So if, you're doing, if you've got that sort of mindset, it's interesting how your mind works because you see things differently or you put things together differently in a way where I'm like, oh, I respect that. So I've always been interested personally in any sort of, as any sort of sport or anything I watch, I love kind of technical aspects of stuff. Mm. So when it's like football, for example, I love like watching technical or skilled players. Or like I said, going back to music, I love listening to like intricate bars, for example, or mm. back in the day I was being into skateboarding. I love Rodney Mullen, for example, because he invented every single trick, mm. pretty much all the basic flat ground tricks. So I loved seeing how other people think differently. And then I'd think, wow, like that's, that's, I respect that level of thinking and going outside of the box, especially when something, especially when you're the one that's innovating something, yeah. when you've got no one to look to and it just goes in that direction. I have a lot of respect for those sort of people. And sometimes creative people can be a bit eccentric, isn't it? They can yeah, be a yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Like they yeah. think out, there. out of the box, yeah, yeah out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Um, so I was just wondering, experiencing these sorts of people, different personalities, yeah. do you ever, um, does anything ever stand out to you? Like, is there anything that's like, I don't know, a red flag that makes you think, okay, this, this person's a bit, a bit scary. <laughs> Not not that <laughs> not that we've like met personally, mm. but um yeah, there was this there's one Donny my bro showed me. Um it was it wasn't like to come on or nothing, mm. but he like kind of reached out and uh, my bro showed me and it's like wow man, like that I was like that I was like Donny's a bit wild, you know, still mm. like in terms of what you was hearing and the way it was done, the quality of it and the concepts, me and my bro would be like well, I think no, no. Sometimes you go to some place and there could be like one person that can make everyone a bit uncomfortable. Mm. Or something like that. It's like, yeah, I can't, I can't have that. Yeah. And as well because it's like I'm spending a day with you as well. And yeah, for them, every everyone that we've spoken to or connected with, 
they're like just decent people. Mm. They're, they're all lit, every single one of them. Mm. And the good thing is, well, we have a good relationship with these people after the show as well. Mm. So we're always in communication. Like, oh, yo, look at this. You should apply for it. Like sometimes we see adverts. Oh, apply if you're a musician, apply for this. Or there's a show, apply for that. There's an open mic night, go to this. Just pushing stuff constantly to mm. these guys as well. Or if they have shows, we were always like, tell us when you got something, we'll pull up when we can. You know what mm. I'm saying? Yeah. Some some creatives, it's like, they, like, all they do is create, and it? So yeah, it's yeah. like, sometimes it's like, it's hard to get them to stick to any type of schedule. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to get them to meet in a certain time yeah, yeah, and for real. all that sort of stuff. It's like, they're just on there creating, isn't it? And mm. it's like, sometimes, I don't know, they're doing really late nights. Yeah. And it's like, they're on a completely different page. But do you find it can be consuming at times because even even with your show, for example, mm. I'm sure there isn't like even myself, there isn't a day I can't go an hour about thinking about my business. Do you know what mm. I'm saying? It is an every day. Mm. It's 24 seven. When I'm not at work, I'm, I'm I'm literally looking at stuff to do. I'm looking at events like all, all the time. When I'm not working, I'm at home, pretty much doing stuff linked to the show mm. every single day. I'm looking at events I can go to. I'm looking at events my artists are having, like artists I've worked with are having. Mm. Um, just even just other ideas of like concepts of okay for content or what can I do next what can I do different it's mm. always something to be doing there's never nothing yeah. to do because it's not complete it's not done and to be honest you can say that with anything it, no matter what level you get to there's always something you can do or mm. something you can change so I'm sure you must find that as well every day you must be thinking oh I'd love to I'd love the show to turn out like this or maybe I can get this person or oh, I'd love to have these sort of discussion with this mm. sort of person you know what I mean and get their mindset I'm sure it must be the same for you. For real, yeah, 100%. So I, I've obviously, I've got a full-time job that I'm doing engineering and I'm doing about maybe 40-something hours yeah. uh, a, a week with that. And the business is about 60 hours, something yeah, like yeah. that. So yeah. it's like, I'm I'm doing this so much, like just all the time, basically. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And even when I'm at work, I'm, I might be communicating with uh, yeah, other yeah. members of the team yeah. where it's like, they're, they're telling me, oh, this person got in contact. Um, yeah. They want to link up, blah, blah, blah. And so that sort of stuff is I'm constantly doing, going back and forth. Um, and I'm coming up with ideas. I'm trying to think of better ways to deliver a better content. And yeah, yeah, it's con it's, it's a lot. It's a full-time thing. It's yeah. like, if I was doing this full-time, I'd probably use all the time possibly to do it. Yeah. That like, even now I'm, even though I'm not doing, even though I've got something else that I do full-time as yeah. well, it's like, I've got, it's almost like I've got two lives. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. For doing real. both like full-time. But it's interesting as well, because like the concept of before I ever got involved in any of this or use social media, sometimes I like ignorantly, I look at stuff, I'd be like, oh, you know, if someone has, uh, you have like an influence, for example, online, you look at it, you just think, oh, that looks easy. You just <laughs> sit in front of the camera and you just do this. Boom. It's like, very easy. Mm. And you don't realise until afterwards, like the time and the effort that takes mm. the people that they got to contact and the marketing, like the constant ideas. That's what it put into perspective for me, like a lot more. Do you mm. know what I mean? But like I said, this was like years and years ago. You know, when you, you see things like, oh, anyone can do this. I'd love to do that. Mm. It's, it's like, no, it's not. Anyone can do it. You've got to do something that stands out or to be different. Do you know what I mean? Mm. You've got to be passionate about it. Yeah, of course. Of it, course. It takes a lot to, to do. Yeah. So, and it's, it's always, I always feel like um, whenever I see other things that are, are similar, for example, I never ever look at it as, oh, this is competition. Do you mm -hmm. know what I mean? I always think, oh, that's lit. Like, mm -hmm. how can we, I'd love to work with them one day. Mm -hmm. There are other companies I look at, I think, oh, like, I'd love to reach out one day and be like, yo, let's, let's do a collab session or something mm -hmm. like that. Because the way I look at it is enough seats around the table for everyone. It doesn't have to be a case of, oh, this is mine. It's kind of like that mm. whole, give me my ball back mentality. I've got the ball, you ain't playing. Because <laughs> yeah. like, I'm mad. Like, nah, man, let's, you know, all 
help each other out. That's kind of my, my way of thinking. But I appreciate that's not everyone else's way of mm. thinking. So I think that's one thing I've always got to be aware of as well, just because this is my intention, even with getting people on the show, whatever, cool. Some people are going to think differently. So mm. I think you've always got to be aware of that as well. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a fine line. There's like a balance between doing loads of market research, seeing yeah. what everyone else is doing, and then also focusing on your own product. Mm. So how, how do you navigate that? How do you, like, how much time do you spend looking at what everyone else Ooh. is doing versus what you're do- creating your own stuff? Do you know what? I'll be honest with you. I think at the beginning, I was kind of looking at other platforms thinking, oh, well, like, what are they doing? They got this and that. Now I spend less time, if I'm being honest with you, looking mm. at any of those things. Mm. Like, um, unless I follow a support, I don't have time to kind of be looking at this, this and this, because then you kind of start comparing it or whatever. Mm. And it's like I said, at the end of the day, I'm not interested in that respect of, oh, this person doing this, so maybe I should do this. It's like, no, I'm just going to do what we're, we're just going to do what we're doing, essentially. And yeah. I think that works best. But yeah, I don't, at the beginning, it was always kind of like, oh, especially when you're up and coming, you were like the first 50 followers or something, you're kind of thinking, oh, how can I, what, what, what is it that works? What are they doing? So you, you obviously you learn from other platforms mm. as well. So I think, Rather than just kind of looking on their page and learning, I'm always kind of like, look, let's let's link up. Mm. So there's um, an event company, Wise Monkey Media. So um, they're they're cool. They throw loads of events. Mm. Um, I went to some, I went been to their events. Worked with one of the filmers. Came to the status, even helped out filming. It's kind of just sharing ideas. Like, mm. oh, you want to do this? Want to do this? Sick. Like, actually, my guy came down for real. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, fully supported. So I think there should be, that's my opinion, I think more of that should be welcomed. It shouldn't yeah. be found upon thinking, oh no, like, you're not going to want to do this, you're not going to do that. I've always said this, I'm happy to work with anyone and mm. pretty much everyone, you know, as long as it, it works with what we're both doing. I think it's a lot to do with you as well, like the way you are. So some people will meet you and just think, oh yeah, this guy's really cool, man. I really like the, like Thanks. his vibe, I like the way he is and they want to do what they can to, to work with you. But then maybe some other people might be like, oh no, I don't, I don't get that. Like, I don't want to work with him or whatever. Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? So yeah, it's, like, course, it's all to do with the way that you, yeah, yeah, of course. you kind of present yourself in the world, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, 100%, and 100%. Yeah, I think you've definitely got a good, like a good brand. Like your Thank brand you. is, um, it made me want to get in touch yeah. and it made me want to do some sort of collaboration because yeah. you seem very genuine. You've got like mm-hmm. loads of like up and coming artists and you're giving people a platform that maybe, like I know how hard it is for people who make music to even get on anything really. yeah yeah for real so. for real and that and that's another thing you're right about that it is because obviously music always oversaturated mm. at the end of the day you can go online and it's like there are literally thousands thousands of musicians and you're competing with that as well constantly and bear in mind there are loads of events happening in london open mic ones but obviously you couldn't have you couldn't physically have every single person out at every single one of these events mm. and obviously some people build more of a rapport more of a relationship with others and then they kind of get on more and more and more shows mm. so i just feel like if you have that opportunity, just just take it. Something's there for the take and boom, go. So even when people message me and my brother, because I thought that was another thing when we did when we start looking at real was how can you communicate with us? We always say just message us. The best way is, is in our in our Instagram, just inbox yeah. us. And then we always get back to everyone. You know, we're never gonna leave people out or just kind of like read them like air you. No, mm. we're gonna respond to everyone. Obviously there are times where you've got to be like, look, you know, we've had a few people who've said we don't feel ready just yet, mm. but keep working at it. But we're still going to keep in touch. We're still going to, you know, promo stuff that you do. And then when, we, when you feel like you're ready, because at the end of the day, it's some, sometimes you do get one chance. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. To be seen by people. And if yeah. people, that, that's just the reality of it. 
So whenever people get the opportunity, we want people to see you like at the height of what it is that you're doing at, the, at your best. Mm. I don't want someone to see you and be like, oh no, I don't wanna, don't wanna see that. Boom, boom, no one mm. wants to see that. So yeah, we're also conscientious of that, how your performance can impact you as an artist. Cause at the end of the day, I never want anyone to come on the show and then something bad happens or people start saying negative things about anyone. Yeah. I would never want that. How do you work out the correct like threshold for talent, like on your show, like how, when say for example, somebody comes to you and yeah. they're not that great. Yeah. Would you still put them on because, or would it, is, are you no, worried no, that no, it would no, make no. the brand look like, um, not as good? No, some, it, it, you know what? It's, it's a weird one because obviously one thing me and my both think, if you know what? I can see something in this person, even if they're not there yet. Just give them a shot. Like, why not? Mm. You know, especially on the day I'm always accounting for, where do I have time for this? Boom, me and my both think, you know what? Bonnie, let's go. Let's mm. go. Because sometimes some people just need that shot. Mm. But for the most part, the way it works is me and my bro listen stuff together. And so it won't just be me and my bro, we forward stuff to the group as well. What do you think? If we're not all in agreement, then mm. we kind of get back and say, like, things reach now. But, you know, for, for now, you know, mm. it's not going to happen. Yeah. But, like I said, we're not, it's, it's still all love and it's all support still. We say, look, we're going to keep in contact. We still want you to come on. Just keep working at it. Mm. But that's what I'm saying about just being upfront with kind of being with that open mm. and to criticism. It's not ever to bring people down. It's, look, you think you should do this, this, this? Come back. It's calm. Mm. It's not that deep. Yeah, Boom. Yeah, and some people have like taking it like really, really well as well and more appreciative. But yeah, it happens though. Mm. It might even be worth um, them maybe just showing up just to see the level of talent that... And we say that to mm, people. We, we, people. We, mm. we always, we say to people, even at performing, we invite people. We mm. say, look, just come down and check out a day. Come meet these sorts, come meet X, Y, Z, you know what mm. I'm saying, for the day. Because there's going to be a lot of people in that space on that day that you can benefit from. Mm. So we're always saying to people, come down, watch, enjoy the day. For real. Yeah. And it might inspire them to start like home in their yeah, craft. Yeah, yeah, for real, mm. for real, yeah. What would you say is more important, the talent aspect or the networking aspect? Um, it's difficult because sometimes, you know, you don't have to be the most talented person in the world to have a big platform of course. as well. Mm. So I think they go hand in hand with the networking because, you know, just through some of my friends as well, bringing some people on, like there's some, we get more bigger and bigger artists coming on mm. and that's through networking or through friends. Mm. So I feel like the networking side is really, really important and it, it just presents opportunities and different ideas and you never know who you're going to meet. You might meet an artist where you're like, oh no, you'll be perfect for this song. Mm. And then boom, you make something sick. But in terms of the artist, we think it obviously is important to have some level of quality control as well. Mm. So with the last, with the last batch we just had, incredible mm. incredible so every artist that i feel like we've had on the show has been amazing yeah so um you just want to keep a level practice. of consistency mm. so that's that's our aim to keep consistency but at the same time i still want to give people shots as well do you know what i'm saying i want to be like you know what because you, they just want to lie they just want the opportunity and sometimes you can see through you, you can see like look this person ain't playing they're like really on this mm. so sometimes me and my boy like come man let's just give them opportunity who what was it going to do it because that's all you need like you see a lot of musicians now they're, they're, they'll credit certain people like you see it all the time you see like for example Ed Sheeran like saying oh shout like Jamal Edwards and stuff like that mm. because with SBTV for example it was him giving people the shot that no one else was given and you hear a lot of artists saying that as well mm. the only person that gave me the shot and we kind of want to have some inspire some well, inspi being inspired from that mm. have um, that platform as that option for artists. We're like, look, we're giving out, we're giving you the opportunity. Go for it, go for it. For 
Yeah. What qualities do you look for in an artist? I think, first and foremost, primarily, me and my bro, when we listen to the, the, the artist stuff, we're like, do we like this, firstly? Mm. And if it wasn't for our platform, would I listen to this, genuinely? Mm. That's like one of the first things we always consider. So it has to be stuff that I would want to listen to. So that's the only selfish part of it. Mm. I think it's a banger. This needs to go on the show. Mm. Boom. So um, that how serious they are about their work. I think that's something me and my brother are looking more at now. So if I go on your page, for example, and you say they're an artist and I can't see no music, mm. in my head, I'm kind of like, oh, like, you could be a liability on the day, for mm. example. Might not show up. Exactly, because mm. then you might be like, oh, I've got nothing to put out. So I think we're looking for people now anyway who are definitely more consistent mm. in releasing music or just having stuff out. If you've got nothing out and you're a bit, hesitant about what it is that uh, how much you're willing to invest in yourself then me and my boy will be like mm, i don't know so i think now in terms of what we're looking for is definitely when we go on people's page i need to see that there's work there mm. or that you're serious about mm. your music mm. yeah. you're at least doing some of the groundwork yeah yeah before yeah people start investing yeah. into you sort of thing yeah yeah i think that's important mm. because as like i said we don't want to waste anyone's time of course at the end of the day so i think that's the main thing now me and my brother are really looking at like how invested are you in yourself as an artist mm. Yeah, and, and obviously looking at you as an artist when I hear your content and what do I think of you as a person with that match with our values would it work well on our show as well and bear in mind when you as an artist are there at the studio for the day you're, you're mixing with other people I'm mm. like oh man I want you because at the end of the day it's all about the experience as well so I want everyone to have a lit day to where it's like because me personally me and my twin me and my boy my team we leave that day thinking that was so much fun I want to do that again I want to go back to the studio tomorrow yeah. like, we have that energy mm. so yeah so how, how long do you normally book when you go to the studio? Um, I think last time I was there, seven hours. That's a long day, man. Yeah, yeah. It's a really yeah, long day. Yeah. And you're just filming back to back. like Last time artists. was the most intense day. Mm. So because um, we had 16 artists, we obviously schedule it out. and think, okay, we can do this, this, this. And it, you know, it was very much like back to back to mm. back, like nonstop. So... Yeah, we, we plan that in advance. So depending on how many artists we have, it depends on how long we rent the studio out for. But I think, because it was so fast-paced, mm. I think what we want next time is, I'll probably book it longer with the same amount of people, mm. but I can just slow down the day a little bit more. Mm. Because obviously I'm there, just kind of, next on, next on, next on, next artist, mm. next artist. So I feel like I need to just take the time out as well, just to sit there, mm. chill, and stuff like that as well. Yeah. Yeah. What do you look for in the guests that you bring on? One of the things um, that I mentioned before was basically that I believe everyone has something interesting about them. Yeah. So I more just look for that, look yeah. for the interesting thing about the person. Yeah. And as long as I can see it, as long as I can find it. Yeah. Like, because we do like uh, initial, like I'll find out who the person is, what do they do, that sort of stuff. Yeah, and then, yeah. and then as long as I can see something interesting in it, like I know that everyone has something interesting, yeah, but yeah, as long yeah. as I can see a hint of what it's going to be, yeah. then, they're, then they're welcome. Because yeah. one of my goals for the show is to have at least a, like a thousand people. That's like the the first landmark I'm trying mm. to hit a thousand people. And then after that, I'm going to go for maybe 5,000 and yeah. 10,000. I just want to, yeah. I want to have so many people. Because as I said, there's millions of people. For real. Like, 10,000 people is like a drop in the ocean. Yeah, yeah. For so real. I just want to have loads of different people. And I believe that everyone is an expression of what life could be. Yeah, for real. 100%. So they've all had ups and downs and they can they can give you certain insight that you would have never known had you yeah. not spoken to this person yeah. or heard them speak. Yeah. So, yeah, typically I just look for the interesting thing about the person. But I've had loads of different types of people. I've had, um, yeah, I've had a doctor. Yeah. 
I've had engineers. Yeah. I've had um, the last girl was a biologist yeah, I saw and that. a teacher. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, so I've had so many. I've had a chef. I've had um, uh, entrepreneur. Um, loads of different types of people, and mm. I, I think all of these things are really interesting. And ultimately, I'm trying to make the show be like a resource for information and knowledge from different people. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that's that. So that's really what I look for. I also look for somebody that you can communicate with. Somebody that you like. They're able to because some people, even though they are interesting they can't really have a long form conversation. Yeah, yeah, do you know that. what I mean? So yeah. as long as we, they can have a long form conversation, then it's perfect. There's yeah. no, um, there's no age group. Yeah. There's no um, uh, profession. Yeah. Like there's no, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what their yeah. profession is or age group or where they're from area wise or uh, even country wise. There's, is them, ta- them type of things are not um, problems. Not like it's, it's all, if anything, it's more interesting, the, the yeah. diversity of it. Have you ever, because obviously you mentioned loads of people's different sort of backgrounds, especially mm. in terms of like their, their careers and their jobs. Mm. Growing up, have you, did you grow up experiencing like working loads of different kind of fields? Like, did you ever work in retail and all those things? So no, like when you were like 15, mm. 16, no, sorry, like 16, 17, stuff like that. Before you went into engineering, did you have mm. any other jobs before that? My first ever job was working with my dad. He was, he had a quite successful removals business okay. um, ages ago. Uh, I think it was, might have been... I don't know, like, like early two thousands, something yeah. like that. And um, yeah, so I used to, so I was about fourteen years old. I used to um, help him move in, like people from place to place. So it's just a lot of That's like long, by the yeah, way. You know, hard, I, I've moved a lot, yeah, and I mm. hate moving. Yeah. yeah. So we was doing, and he had like quite a. A big contract with Islington Council. Okay, that's like so yeah, we was moving loads of like council tenants from place to place and that sort of stuff. So it was more just like physical labor, lifting and. And it wasn't much money. It was like something like forty pound a day or something yeah. like that. And I'll be working like long days. Yeah. But it was good to have the experience and to have a bit of money of my yeah, own of sort course. of thing. So it's yeah. good experience. And I really liked being around my dad because yeah. he was like, um, I don't know, he's a good a guiding factor and like, he's really hardworking man. Yeah. So, and I appreciated having him in my life because a lot of my friends and like family and stuff didn't have their um, yeah. dads in their life. So yeah, I, that was um, the first ever job. My second job, I was working with my brother. He had a garage and he used to um, like get buy cars and then strip down all the body parts and sell them. So okay. I used to do all the stripping down. Um, and then after that, I worked in a like an operator, sort of laborer sort of job. Um, I became an electrician as well. So I started doing like that sort of work. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it just, it just stemmed into a bit becoming an engineer. I was working for a one company doing electrical stuff and yeah. they sent me to college is it never scary doing that doing your job uh you kind of get used to it you kind of understand the machines and you know what to do and what not to do yeah and yeah you just it's kind of like anything you just get used to it after a while have you I heard think, any like horror stories uh yeah I've, so i so one of the companies i worked for like before i had started working there someone had died because Ooh. They got they touched some some electrical cables yeah. that were exposed. Mm. They thought it was isolated. Um, they thought there was like no power in it, and they touched it. And I don't know if you know, but when you get electrocuted, your your body kind of contracts, yeah, yeah, so yeah. you hold on to things yeah. more tighter. So he was stuck on this thing, mm. and they were trying to get him off, uh, like hitting him with a yeah. plank of wood, trying to yeah, get him yeah. off of this thing. But that guy, he was never the same again. He was like in hospital for yeah, the rest yeah. of his life, yeah. and then I That's think he died man. about four or five years later. Yeah. So yeah. Um, Obviously, I hope his family's doing well. I never knew the guy, but that was one of the horror stories that yeah, I was yeah. told as soon as I started working yeah. there. 
And a few other things. How did that make you feel though? Like, did, you, did that make you feel like, oh, this is quite dangerous? Or did you just make you like hyper aware of how cautious you have to be when you're at work? Yeah, it kind of just made me think something was wrong there, innit? It's like, because obviously when you're going through um, the studies, when you're learning all the stuff, one of the main things uh, is health and safety. Yeah. So they make sure that you will isolate something and you'll lock it off. Yeah. So it can't be unisolated. Yeah. Um, so... It, he something went wrong there. Like yeah, yeah. either he didn't check it or the, somebody else turned it on afterwards. Like, but then he he should have locked it off with yeah, the key. Yeah. So there's something really bad happened there, isn't it? And yeah, of course. It, it, it's a lot to do with preparation. So I haven't had anything like that happen to me, mm. but I have heard of things like that happening. Yeah, um, yeah. And then in the engineering, there's some people who they'll try and work on a machine and the machine's not isolated. Yeah. And, and then their hand will get stuck in something, yeah. their hand will get crushed or something. And so all of these sorts of things are from like poor planning, really, like yeah. not really planning out the job properly, not isolating things. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's normally human error. It's, yeah. it's never really to do with the machines because they, they kind of just do what they have to do, especially yeah. in this country. Everything's designed in a certain type of way where otherwise it wouldn't be able to be used I hear that. Yeah. because of um, health and safety laws and guidelines. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that, that was pretty much my work history. But I've been doing engineering for so long now. How did you like, did you, did you always know, what, what point did you know you wanted to get into engineering? Like how, what was your path into it? Because that's something I'm always interested in is, because some of my friends, yeah, they got jobs. Mm. I remember growing up, I could probably name you like 10 jobs, you know, like doctor, accountant, mm. um, writer, football player, stuff like that. I, I genuinely, some of my friends, genuinely have jobs now, I didn't know existed. Or I've never heard of that title before. Yeah. So like, how did you get into that, that well, field? initially, as I said, my dad was quite instrumental in my development and he always said to me, get a trade. Mm. He said, no matter what, a trade will always be like valuable in society. You will always yeah. have work. Yeah. So he he, t he told me to get one. I, I looked at the different trades that were possible and I thought elect being an electrician was cool. I don't know. It just seemed cool yeah. to me when I was younger. So I just always wanted to do that. So that was the path I went down. Then I started working for a company that they only had an engineer department. Yeah. But because I was an electrician, they I, they said I could work in the engineering department, yeah. but they would send me to do my studies to become an engineer. Yeah. So I just kind of just like went into it. And now it's like I'm an electrical engineer. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I just, I just, I don't know. It just kind of just happened. But yeah. I always wanted to trade from, from young because of the possible work. Like, and also you can travel the world and always like with the qualifications I have, you can take them. Anyway, it. yeah, uh, yeah. I just always, always wanted to trade and became an electrician. Then it stemmed into being an engineer. Yeah, and I really like being an engineer. I really like um, understanding how things work. It's kind of like an all-round sort of job. It's like kind of like an umbrella kind of job where yeah, you, you yeah, kind of learn that. how to fix and and uh, install loads of different types of equipment. Yeah, but yeah, that's pretty much the story with the. Engineering. How how did you become a teacher? Is that something you always wanted to do? No, no, not necessarily. I think initially when when I finished uni, I realized oh, I was, my brother was working in education as a teaching assistant at first. Mm -hmm. So obviously, typically, when you get into education, I feel like the best way to get your feet wet is start off as a teaching assistant or some support role. Don't just jump straight into it. So that way, you kind of get a feel and you know what it is that you want to do. So my brother was like, oh yeah, try this. So did that, and then I was twenty two at that point, and I realized oh kind of want to travel that's what I wanted to do I, was, I wasn't interested in just settling or doing anything mm. and I was like kind of like you said I need a job 
where I can work anywhere in the world. And no matter what happened, there's always demand for it. Just one key skill. I always, I always believe in just end, like having key skills and character building. I firmly yeah. believe in that. So it's obviously a long process, but once I have, now, now I'm fully qualified and everything. It's kind of like, it doesn't matter where in the world I want to go. Yeah. I can work all the time. So it's important. And so I, I realized I wanted to move away. So I did what was called teach English as a foreign language first. Yeah. So that was the first time I was proper teaching in classes, working with teenagers and adults. Mm. And then that allowed me to travel and do that for a few years. Then when I came back, I did it a little bit here, but then unfortunately within that world, you can only kind of go so far and make so much mm. in, a, in essence. So I knew I liked teaching, but then I tried different things as well. I think I tried like uh, drugs counseling, okay. um, as in helping people mm. with issues of addiction. And then, because um, I have libertarian views in terms of when it comes to issues like drugs and stuff, I think, look, do what you want, yeah? It's cool, like, do what you need to do. But I feel like it's all just about being safe and being able to, like, maintain that. But obviously, if it affects your life negatively to the point where you, it, it kind of affects all your relationships and it's doing more harm for you than good, you need help, you need to stop. So that was always kind of my, my angle. I was like, oh, I want to do this. But it's a different, it's... it's, it's when you go into work, it's not like, oh, this is going to be amazing. And obviously, you love the helping people, but mm. emotionally, the toll it takes on you is a bit. Yeah, well, on, especially doing the training. So you, you just see all types of stuff. You, know, you see people coming in with their, you, you know, the person might be off their head on like class A's as well. Mm. And then you see it and that reality kind of kicks in. And it's quite hard. So for me, I knew that I wanted to do stuff helping people, but that for myself at the time was a bit too, too much for me. Mm. So then I knew I liked teaching, especially from the experience that I had. So I thought, you know what, let me do that. But before, all that, I've done everything. So I feel like that's how I've learned a lot of humility and a lot of things. But I don't think anyone is above any job. I remember mm. during lockdown and stuff, you'd see reports in newspapers. Like, oh, so-and-so is a pilot now wants to work. So like, you know, in I say in air quotes, unskilled, because there's no such thing as an unskilled job, in my opinion. Personally, I think that's a nonsense concept. But um, you, know, you have people doing jobs where they won't earn as much, maybe like a thousand a month, for example. Mm. And they're like, oh, like, um, I have to do this. And in my head, I'm like, no one's above a job. At mm -hmm. the end of the day, yeah. anything can happen to anyone at any time. So you need to do what you need to do to survive. I respect anyone and everyone in any job that they're doing. Even when I go to work every morning, I make sure I say hi to all the cleaners in the school. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Anyone I interact with, I don't care what your position is. You, you're doing your thing. I have respect for that. So I've done everything. I've um, been a cleaner myself. I've worked in bars, restaurants, pet shops, cafes, Bowling alleys, uh, charity shops, um, charity organizations. I've done loads of different sorts of jobs as mm -hmm. well. And I feel like doing stuff that I knew, I feel it's like I said before, you sometimes you've got to do stuff to know what you want to do and what you don't want to do, or if it helps you go into a certain direction. So, like I said, everything I've done has always been pertained to helping people in some respect. So, that's when I knew teaching. I've kind of thought, oh, I want to be more of a representation for you know black males within our community mm. in education as well so now like surprisingly they're so like i've got i've got mandem in education now mm. and when you see them you just kind of think well oh, this is lit i'm proud of you. you you've done your thing you're yeah. out here helping people so i, I firmly believe in be the change that you want to see you know what i'm right. saying so i feel like with a lot of people there's always this idea especially if you, if you grow up in ends it's always like oh there's no opportunities i can't do this i can't do that mm. for me i understand that obviously from different classes of different opportunities come about but i feel like there is an onus on yourself as well not just the conditions to 
push yourself and do something. I feel like the only person that's stopping you is yourself. Mm. I don't care what it is you want to do. I don't care what kind of background you come from. If you want to do something bad enough, you'll find a way to do it. So that's mm. my mindset. I feel like there's no excuses. Something that kind of stood out to me, the um, drug cancer counselling. Yeah. Do you find that there's a link between creative people and substance abuse? Yeah. Because I've noticed that. We know what it is. It's interesting. It depends what you consider. Everyone's everyone's kind of boundaries for substance abuse is different. So, for example, when I was doing the whole drugs cancer thing, you have people, they might have one beer a day and feel like there's a problem. Someone might have one spliff a day and feel like, oh, there's a problem. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like everyone's idea and how they measure addiction to begin with mm. kind of varies and everyone's understanding. Because you can function and still do shit as yeah, well. Of so, yeah, but... I don't know. I feel like there definitely is a connection, a link anyway, between people who are really creative and in terms of drugs. But I feel like sometimes, obviously some certain substances may enhance what it is that they're doing, their experience. So for mm. example, if they listen to music, they might get more creative under a certain influence of whatever it is. But mm. yeah, there's definitely um, a correlation between substances and creativity. Mm. I do believe that. Um, and it depends as well. I think a lot of people that a lot of a lot of artists that they're blaze or whatever do you know what i'm saying yeah. and obviously it is a substance at the same time but i feel like it's at the point where within our society we only look at anything that's not cigarettes or alcohol is fine mm. air quotes fine but everything outside of that oh no don't do that yeah. <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah. but then statistically speaking um alcohol and cigarettes are the two biggest killers out of all of the substances mm. anyway so yeah. it's quite interesting when i look at that so I don't know. I feel like I don't. I don't like. I, said, I don't judge, man. I feel I have like, like I said before. I have libertarian views. Like, do you, in terms of people taking drugs, do you, have do you do experienced um, any artist that you're working with or that you're um, in communication with that is struggling with it? Like they're on no one of the far end of it, sort of. Thing. No one's no one said that, and it's like I said. I feel like with some people you meet who have issues with stuff like addiction, mm. sometimes you can't tell. You know what I'm saying? You you could go into work every day. You might meet so-and-so and it's like, oh, this person's calm. It's like, wow, my man's doing this and that. So that can throw you off. So I feel like what someone who takes drugs looks like isn't what everyone thinks. It's yeah. not like someone who comes in and always inebriated. Some people can just handle it as well. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So you just can't even tell. But yeah. from my part, I haven't met anyone where I feel like, oh my gosh, there's an issue here mm. or they might need to get help. But then again, I wouldn't necessarily know either because my relationship with these people... It, it goes so far for now, for the time mm. being. It's not like I'm having in-depth kind of conversation. Like, oh, mm. like, how, how, what's, what's going on with you? How, mm. how, how you doing? How you doing? Like, do you want to tell me about your life? It's yeah. not really like that. Only with my people, then it's like that. Mm. Yeah. The reason why I ask is because a lot of the the big stars, like the superstars that yeah. everyone knows, yeah, like you, you hear a lot of things about like, oh, they're in rehab because they're trying yeah. to deal with certain issues, or some of them like go because of overdosing and yeah. stuff like that. And it's really sad. All yeah, the time, it's really sad. But um, it's yeah, it just seems like maybe maybe being that creative, giving that much of yourself, yeah, it takes a toll on of you. Course, that maybe yeah. people like try to manage it through these different substances. Yeah, of course. Of course. And I was just wondering, because you've obviously got loads of creative yeah. people around you, yeah. I was wondering if that was something that you had experienced. No, I think, actually, no, to say, even, I'd say before No State, before, obviously, before doing No Status, mm. I've always been around musicians. That like when I was at, you know, I lived in my family, I was just in a house full of, like, musicians. And there's always music going on. Mm. And then, obviously, with a lot of that, you'd see a lot of substances being used, essentially. Mm. I think it depends on the genre as well um that you're doing obviously some genres some people make music for 
people who are mm. essentially inebriated, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's some music that is made for those people. And I feel like if you're going to make that music, you have some level of understanding. So mm. you're probably going to get mash up and make it. <laughs> and then, you know what I'm saying? When you're yeah. playing it, everyone who's mashed up is going to be feeling it. Do you know what mm. I'm saying? So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. When I I used to make music as well, like okay, ages ago. Um, what type of music? Uh, like kind of like rap, grime, that sort of stuff. Um, but it's been a long time. It's been like it was, it was like ages ago in my more formative years. Yeah. But um, yeah, I used to um, because obviously as I say, I'm like 31 now, so this yeah. is like early 20s sort of yeah. thing. I used to find that there wasn't a studio session without turning up. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you actually find that mm. a lot because it becomes like a as you get older, mm. things that become like your big night out, mm. different. You know what I'm saying? If you said to me when I was 23, 24, you're, you get older in your later 20s, you're going to start going out. I would have laughed in your face. Mm. When I say me and my, me and my people then were out all the time. Mm. Like I was, I, I've been to like all sorts of events. I can fortunately say I've seen, you know, I go, when I was before no sets, even before lockdown and stuff, I was going to, I can say I've pretty much seen every single artist on my playlist, mm. except for Kendrick and Meek Mill. Meek Mill was supposed to come in, I think last year. I got so gassed, man. I was so gassed to see him. Mm. And obviously a couple of days before it got Cancel, called yeah. off. And I was like, no, oh, man. man. <laughs> I did see Meek. I did see Kendrick. And I've ticked off everyone I've ever wanted to see. Mm. But um, yeah, I spend so much time just going to events all the time. Raves. Um, you know, even different types of nights out. Sometimes I'm very open-minded. I'll go to something, even if I don't think it's my sort of thing, I'll go to it anyway. Just to be like, no, what? Fuck it, man. Like, I'll try it. Let me do mm. something new. I remember one time, what was it? I went to... What was it Northern Soul Night or some something like that? Oh, yeah. I didn't know what the hell to expect. Mm. I go there. I'm like, well, hold on. First, I'm the only brother in this room. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think yeah. at the time. Mm. I see enough man in my ear with like shaved heads and that. So at first, I was like, wow, what's going on? After this, like, oh, this is blessed, man. You know what I'm saying? It was cool. Mm. So I think even even certain music that I wouldn't like, like my little bro, he makes um, a lot of um, acid house kind of music and yeah. trance mm. music. Hey, for me personally, mm. but he's and techno, but that's his thing. Mm. Like my little bro loves all that stuff mm. like that. So he's, he's he makes for him. I can listen to, it, I can appreciate it's good, mm. but it's not for me personally. But when I listen, I'm like, no, this is this is this is sick. Mm. But I'll go to those sort of nights as well. I don't have to necessarily like the music per se, but I like to experience it because you don't know you don't like it until necessarily you've kind of had that level of experience. So. Mm. That's one thing I'm grateful for, going to all different types of nights. Even open mic nights, I've, I'll go to, I don't care who's, I don't even know half the people playing sometimes. I'm like, it might be lit. Yeah. And I have an eclectic taste in music. I don't believe, I won't just have one genre. I'll listen to anything and everything. I feel like you can find something from every genre you're going to like. It's probably a good place to source talent as well for your Yeah, business. yeah, it is. Mm. So essentially, a lot of the time, when me and my girl go out, I'll be like, yeah, we spend a day together. I'm like, yo, babe, do you want to go to this open mic night real quick? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so like, Sometimes it, like work does become like your life as well. Yeah. So when when I, I'm always like I'm always looking at events and when I can go when the time. So but the thing is I enjoy it. I go solo as well sometimes and mm. then you always meet lit people at these events because I feel like when you're in certain communities all kind of family vibes. Mm. So even when I go to like battle rap events, you see the same faces, same types of people. And when you're there, when I say it's like. Sometimes you're sometimes there's certain man them there, whatever, but it's all family vibes. Everyone, no one's there, no bullshit. Mm. It's all just the safest environment ever. But it's funny because on the outside, some people want to look at these events, especially with um, my homie's platform. You've got a lot of black artists, black owned. So it can sometimes obviously 
be difficult maybe getting the venue, especially when you see like the audience turning up. But what people don't understand is when you're there and you expect, I, I bring people to events. I'm always like, come, come, it's going to be lit. It's going to be lit, trust me. And you meet everyone, you're like, wow, this is so lit. It's, it's blessed. So mm. I think creating that sort of environment as well, like in all places I go to, I think it's lit. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So when you do go to these things, it, do you see a lot of... Um like substances being used, that sort of stuff, or not really? Um, no, not not really. Like obviously alcohol. <laughs> yeah, of course, everyone's yeah, yeah. drinking. But no, no, nah, nah, not not really. You know, not too tough. Mm. You know, like obviously people smoke came in there, but mm. I, don't, I don't think that's that deep. Like, yeah, no, nah, of course. Yeah, no, nah, I was just saying before it was like a, um, every time I was in the studio before it was like at least couple bottles there, and mm. obviously people smoking. I used to smoke clothes. Um, I spoke about it on the show where yeah. I used to be like proper addicted. I would smoke like. Um, when you say addicted, what do you mean though? Would you say would, you wake up and it's the first thing you think about or when you're running out? Like, well, I, I would always I would always work. I've, that's one of the things that I've been consistent with since yeah. about 14. I've yeah. literally been working all the, every, all the time. Like, I yeah, never yeah. took any period of time off work. But yeah. as soon as I got home, I'd be smoking until I go sleep. Yeah. And it would be like back-to-back smoking, like yeah. zoots. And so it, I, I, talk, I spoke a lot about it on the show where um, I was basically saying that I eventually had to knock the, the addiction on the head because I wanted to do, I wanted to change my life, I wanted to be more productive and it was yeah. kind of slowing me down yeah. and that sort of stuff. But um, a lot of the people I used to be around in, in terms of uh, making music and stuff like that, we was all addicted, didn't yeah, it? It's, yeah, and it's yeah. like it became like almost part of the culture sort of thing. So... Yeah, I was just I was just kind of seeing if if you had a similar experience, but or like, yeah, it seems well, like, like not really. did, did you did you find firstly did you find when you stopped smoking did you find your circle change or like some of the people you hang with? So did you realize actually you know what I only kicked it with you because we did this and that, mm. and then outside of that, when you stopped, you realized oh shit, you might not lick that person. Did you ever find that somewhat? But I I don't know if it's because of this like taking substances and smoking. I don't think it's necessarily because of that. I think it's more because like some of the things I wanted to achieve, yeah, took loads of time out of my life. Like mm. I couldn't, I couldn't even be chilling anymore. Yeah. yeah so like yeah. I had to just, like, as you said, um, you're, you're constantly thinking about your business. Yeah. You, it's, there's like not a day that you, you let like, you, you I don't know, you put it in the back burner. Yeah. Like, you're always on it. Yeah. So same with me. It's like, I'm always on, my business and what I wanted to do with life and I wanted to be really productive and I wanted to, as I say, um, focus on my purpose. So chilling with my friends became secondary to yeah, my yeah. purpose. So it's like I did eventually start to distance myself, but not because I didn't want to be around them or because we didn't have the same interest. It was just, I was focused on one Doing thing. This. Yeah. 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 And I know what it is. Sometimes I got, I don't know if you find it. I've got some friends, I, like even my core group, yeah, mm. like my core group, I'd say maybe three times in the year we might all like link up. But even no, like when you get all the man them there together, mm. that's lit. That's like a big day. Mm. But nine times out of 10 you meet, there's always gonna be one or two that can't go. Mm. So like, um, I always, and plus I find what's important as well is having people around you that are as motivated mm. and as understanding. So I feel like, I'm very respectful. Like, don't get twisted. Just because I don't see you, I don't, I don't need to see you to feel close to you all the time. Of course, yeah. I, I have great communication with a lot of my friends. I don't mm. see them every day, but I chat to a lot of them every day. Like my family, I'm very, like, they're very, I'm very, very close to them. I chat to my twin brother probably like 10 times a day. Like mm. easy. I want to say a joke. It's like, got to work? All right, cool, you're at work. If my boy ain't heard from me by like 12 o'clock, he'd be like, right, kicking my door. So I like, you know what mm. right? Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like having close people around you is really important but not just that people that motivate you as well because like 
everyone around me is doing something sick. Mm. Like everyone around me. Or if there's people that are slacking, it's like, yo, come like, let's let's do this. Or people always helping each other. Like, oh, mm. you can you can do this or look at this or maybe think about doing that. So I think when you have a positive circle around you, it inspires you. Like I got friends I look up to like look up to in terms of I have so much respect for you and what it is that you're doing and how far you've come, how you made it. And I think that inspired you when you're surrounded by that sort of circle, you're always gonna go like far. Mm, for real. But sometimes it's like with me anyway, sometimes it will be I can't make them be on the same page as me. Like yeah, I yeah, can't of like they're gonna do what they wanna do. Yeah. So I have to still love them the same way I've always loved them, yeah, but yeah. just from a distance. Like I just yeah. have to just focus on what I have to do. Yeah. And if they call me, it's the same love that it was yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, all the way yeah. back then, but it's just yeah, it's just it's just not the same connection yeah. as it was yeah. because we're just not around each other as much. But it's still love, and they can always call me if they need help, or whatever, yeah. or that sort of stuff. But do you feel? Do you ever feel sometimes um, the show? Because obviously you're constantly thinking about it. How do you switch off? How do you feel like you know what I need to like let you sit there for like a couple of hours and to not think about you? Do you ever find that you can do that, or do you find that difficult? I just find I don't want to. Yeah, I just find I like I I really don't want to because the the goals i have with 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 the show especially especially um i i don't want you but even before the show yeah i was super motivated like mm. i was doing so much things yeah i just i was like literally working all the time i could possibly work because yeah. i have a certain a certain dream for the future yeah and it takes so much to to achieve that yeah so but once i started the show that was just another extension of that hitting that, yeah, that dream yeah. sort of thing um but yeah with the show i don't want to i don't want to stop thinking about it. i don't want to take a day off yeah, um, yeah it was my birthday the other day i took that one day Happy i birthday, took it off you. yeah thanks <laughs> <laughs> it was it wasn't it wasn't that close it was about a month ago okay. so um yeah it, it, i took that one day off yeah but i made sure i double worked before it yeah, and yeah, double yeah. worked after it to yeah. make up for that day yeah, and i heard that um I, I, yeah, I just, I just need to. I just feel like I need to work as hard as I possibly can yeah. because it's all on me, innit? If yeah. I don't do it, I'm just gonna blame myself, innit? I'm mm. like my biggest uh, critic or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, I'm as harsh on myself as anyone could ever be on me, sort of thing. But do do you feel as well? Um, do you feel like you get a lot of support from like your close people, them, or do you say sometimes, actually, you know what? There's people that I don't even know too tough, but they support me more than this. What do you think? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's sometimes it's it's hard for people who have always known you. Um, I don't know in a more calm settings or whatever, yeah. versus when somebody knows you purely for this new thing you're yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's it's harder for people to change those um, the way that they've always been with you. Like they might yeah. have always been not particularly interested in your endeavors or whatever. Yeah, they're yeah. just your bridge. Yeah, they're yeah, just, yeah. They're just cool, yeah. it? So they're just always gonna just be like that. Yeah. Um. Whereas some people who who you might meet along the journey, they're activated the same way you're activated. For so real. they're ready yeah. to just like to start doing all the support and all that sort of stuff the same way you're willing to, to do the support with them. Mm. So yeah, you, it, it's 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 complicated. But I don't blame the people before like the, anyone who's not as supportive. Oh, as, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. like, yeah. mm. at the end of the day, the way I look at it as well, it's like you're interested in your own thing. Do you know mm. what I'm saying? Like. If, if you're interested in podcasts, then you're going to like fuck with it heavy. Mm. Or the same with our music thing. If you're interested in those sort of music things, come if you're not. Yeah, it's blessed. Like, mm. there's other things. Because you know what it is? It's almost impossible to support everything and everyone when you've got so much of your own stuff. Everyone's got For their real. own lives to get on. And as you get older, you get busier. For you know real. People saying? have um, like partners, children, 
uh, jobs, and yeah. it's like the few the few hours that they have spare. Uh, I don't expect them to be going out of their way to give me some sort of encouragement. Yeah. It's like I need to. I feel like they will they will give me like encouragement when they see me do the work sort of thing. Yeah. It's like when they see okay. I've done this video, it got loads of views. Then yeah. they might be like, yo, I saw that video. You yeah, know, yeah, well, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But if there's if it's just the day-to-day grand of it, yeah. they're not gonna be giving me pats on the back. And I don't blame I don't need them to. Do you know yeah, what, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear that. I just need to keep doing my own thing and just keep going hard. Yeah. So yeah. I heard that. Yeah. Live. Do you find do you find the same uh that people around you are uh not as encouraging as the the new people you meet? You no, I feel like like it's that? it's weird. I feel like with it's like you're saying before, like if you're interested in what it is that we're doing, you're gonna rock with it heavy. Mm. I got some of my friends that die hard supporters, you mm. know what I'm saying? As in they just love everything that we're doing. I'm like, yeah, they that and then other people them it's not their thing. Mm. So in my head I'm like, yeah, it's calm, respect that. But I don't expect anything yeah. from anyone. You mm. know what I'm saying? But um I've got some amazing people around me, even I always say like day ones, for example, are people you meet, it's from, it's about the first day you meet them. It's not about how long you know them, it's about mm. the first day you meet them, you've been cool with them, you've been down with them, you know what sure. I'm saying? So I feel like there's some people I've just met like for a year and they're just super supportive, really encouraging, mm. even outside of the social media side, just messaging us like, it's lit or we want to do this, want to do that. So yeah, no, it's lit, it's lit. Mm. Yeah, I like that, I like that. I actually had a question for oh, you, yeah, is yeah, that cool? cool? Yeah, um, I always find this question quite interesting. Mm. Where, where are you from? Uh, Country-wise. Where was you born? Um, I was born here in this country. Okay, where where's your family from? My mum is Turkish Cypriot okay. and my dad is Jamaican. Okay, like, so what do you consider yourself? Uh, British, I guess. Okay. Because I was born here. What, no, when you was growing up, what did, did you, have you always considered yourself British even when you was growing up? So no, when you was a youth, did you mm. always say like, yeah, I'm British? Or did you kind of have this thing where it's like, no, I'm not, I'm this, I'm that. Maybe because I always found, one thing I found difficult, being black growing up, it was hard to say I was British until I think, I, I know the moment I realized I was British, I was like 19. <laughs> it was when I was, I was into, no, yeah, I was, I was into railing. Mm-hmm. And then um, with my, my boys and I think we got off, where was he? We was on a boat. I can't remember where we went. I think it was in Greece. We, even when we got to Italy, we come off this boat. And then that first thing, you know, these, these guys come up to me, run up to me one time. And they're like, yo, where you from? Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, I'm British, man, I'm British. And I was like, Oh shit! I actually am. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But before then, I didn't. As as wild as it sounds, I used to think, oh, you couldn't be British because. Well, firstly, it was actually English before understanding British because mm. I still think I do think there's some element of being English and being British. I feel like most people that I know who are non-white from here will say they're British before saying they are English. Mm. That's just my experience of people that I've. I've never considered there. myself English. Yeah. I've always considered myself British, but maybe that's just because of the people I've been around. I okay. don't know because um, typically when I think of someone who's English, I imagine yeah. both their parents are English yeah. and their their whole line is from England. Yeah, that, yeah, so yeah. So I I don't. So my parents are from from other places. So yeah. I imagine like I look at British as you born in Britain and yeah. this is what culture you're. This is your culture, isn't it? Yeah. British culture. But um, I think English is like a very select group of people who are all their parent, all their whole bloodline is from here. But maybe I'm wrong with that. That's just why I always thought by the the meaning of the word was. Yeah, yeah. So so do how do you feel about it? Do you feel it's different? No, I don't. It's weird because I talk to this is a question I ask a lot. Even with one of the topics that I teach, it looks at immigration, for example. So I look at the history of immigration in the UK, for example, from uh, 20th century, so mid. From 1940s up until now, for example. So I say to people, oh, 
a lot of their grandparents came here, but their parents were born here, and they they were born here. And then um, even just my friends, it's like that. Uh, what do you consider yourself? So I've got some friends. Their parents, their grandparents are from Jamaica. Like my 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 my, blood, like my grandparents, they're from Jamaica, for example. Okay. So this is an interesting conversation. It's like my parents, they were born here. Some people, are, oh, where where are you from? Mm. Then I think, oh, my parents, they were born here. So I guess I'm British. Mm. But at first, growing up, I was like, no, I'm I'm Jamaican, I'm Jamaican, I'm Jamaican. Mm. But then when you as a Brit go to like you, you know the motherland, mm. <laughs> let's say, and you realize you're different there, yeah, then you realize that oh shit, maybe. This isn't it, because if people from, let's say where you're from, don't recognize you as that, then you start to think, oh, maybe it is that. And then you always had this idea growing up, I thought I was too black to be British, but too white to be Jamaican, if that makes sense. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? As in, you don't quite fit into any of them. So I've always had this thing where uh, sometimes I meet someone, they'd be like, oh, I'm 100% from here. Mm. Like, you get a bit like, oh, wow. Like, you can easily say that. Mm. But myself, I think growing up, there was always these ideas where it was just understanding what it is that makes you from somewhere. But mm. then I realized you can't really tell people any different like what they're from or what they're not because mm. obviously you can grow up a certain way. And if obviously that was our, the values from that country to your house, mm. that's how some people end up identifying as you know the country that their mm. ancestors are from as opposed to where their parents may have been born. Yeah, I've been to Jamaica and Turkey. Yeah. And I'm not like that. They The people there don't see me as Jamaican and yeah. the people in Turkey don't see me as Turkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like here... This like I really like this country and I see it as one of the few places where there's everyone here. Like yeah, all yeah, different yeah. types of cultures yeah. here and we're all we all have the same opportunities. Yeah. It's like some countries are super homogenous where yeah, it's like course. it's only one type of person. Yeah, yeah. And if you're not that, then you're not gonna get along in yeah, that country. Different. Yeah. But in this country, it's like everyone has the same opportunities, in my opinion. I know some people don't agree with that, but yeah. um I think everyone has the same opportunities. We all are able to go to school, we're all yeah. able to become educated in whatever we want to be educated in. Yeah. And we have our own like our own uh, social dynamics. It's like so. I think this this is where I'm from, and this yeah. this is where I probably will stay. Yeah. I'll probably travel the world, but I have traveled quite a bit. But yeah. and I probably will continue to travel the world. But I think I'll always stay here because this is what I know. This is yeah. I, I really like this country. I really like the opportunities that we have here, and yeah. I think it's it's one of the few places where you can be anything yeah. and still get along as 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 if you as if you're from here do you know yeah. what i mean so if if you because this is a question i always find interesting um for people who like either have kids or maybe have kids will have kids in the future for example mm. like if you ever had a you in the future for example mm. do you think you do anything to make sure that you know they don't forget about your grandparents and your parents roots like do you think or would you say you know what but this is how i am and this is my experience mm. so do you ever think about those things well personally i'm not too close with my grandparents okay so my grandparents on my dad's side, yeah, they're both dead. Um, like I hope they're resting in peace and that. Um, but I didn't really know them that well. Yeah, I met my grandma maybe three times. Same as me. And I never yeah. met my yeah. granddad. Mm. Um, my grandparents on my mum's side, um, I've been around them quite a bit, but and they they don't. I feel like they don't really know me, and yeah. I don't really know them. Yeah. Like, so we've just been around each other a few times, but I'm not. So I don't feel like. I should go out of my way to let them know that type of heritage because I yeah. don't particularly know it. Like, yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So I'm just yeah. here, especially being mixed race as well. It's like I feel like it's a strange existence being mixed race because yeah, you're yeah. not really part of any particular. You don't fit group. into anything. You know what it is? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't even clock that properly until like when I really thought about it, it was like, like three years ago, I think, where 
you're having, because as you get older, you have different conversations with your friends as well. And you, you kind of start to question stuff like, oh, wow. Like, so I find with, with some of mixed race friends as well, because you do have that point where, especially growing up, I, a lot of them have told me, you know, especially growing up in schools, you don't fit in to any real group. Mm. Like, like, you're not fully black, you're not fully white, you're just mm. in the middle. And so they'll let you know. Isolate. And like the, the groups exactly. will let you know that you're not as well. But it's interesting <laughs> as well, because it's like, with a lot of mixed-faced people, mm. it's almost you're told you're something rather than thinking about yeah. you are a lot of the time. Mm. So a lot of my mixed-faced friends, from our discussions, anyway, I'm not saying this for all people, I'm just saying from our discussions, mm. they said, no, growing up, I was told I was this, but then it's kind of like you're one thing that can kind of negate the other part of you as well. Mm. So some of my mixed-faced friends, especially if they don't grow up in co-parenting households, for example, mm. they might learn more about one side of the culture than the other, mm. and then they feel a part of them is missing because they say, oh, but I've grown up all my life and maybe I didn't experience this side, so I don't know it. So I don't feel as connected with this or as connected with that. So I find those things quite interesting. Mm. Yeah, me too. Um, I've spoke about it a, a couple of times on the show as yeah, well. Yeah. And um, I think we're just, we're just like a, a new, a new thing. We're not particularly any, we're like, we're not, so I'm not, fully Jamaican I'm not fully Turkish yeah yeah and there are Turkish people who will not accept me as Turkish yeah. and there are Jamaican people who will not accept me as Jamaican yeah because so it's like but I'm, I'm not mad at them I still love both sides yeah, yeah, of course. and um but I I'm just my own thing sort of thing and it was yeah. it's kind of like the decision of parents to do that yeah, like, yeah. Do you know what I mean it's like yeah. if, if a parent has if if once a person from one culture has a child with someone from a completely different culture it's like a decision they've made. They've chosen love over culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they've chosen whatever it is, attraction over culture, whatever yeah. it is. And um, that's the child is a product of that. So they, so the child's not going to feel as attached to the culture. But I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. It just is what it is. It's yeah, like yeah, I hear that. You should, and I feel like one of the, one of the benefits to it is that you feel as connected to your parents' uh, cultures as you do to completely random cultures. Yeah, yeah. So I feel connected to every culture, really. I yeah. just see everybody as as different. Everyone's yeah. different to me. Even yeah. my dad's different to me and my mum's different yeah, to me. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So yeah, it's like, yeah, I just see everyone the same. Yeah. So yeah, it just, I don't know. It's, it's I, I get along with everybody. And um, yeah, I, I don't, so, but I think British probably describes me most because yeah. when I think of, British people, I think of people from everywhere. Yeah, yeah, same, same. So. But that's, that's one of those things I didn't personally understand or really realise until I was a late, until my late teens. And that's one thing I always found quite interesting growing up, just kind of thinking, oh, where are you from, where are you from? Like, mm. But then always struggling with the idea of, oh, are you this or are you that? So I think once you realise, or at least to yourself, when, once you clock it mm. and you realise, oh, I know I'm this. So even when I think about my lifestyle and um, my education, where I was born, values, everything was... Like here, essentially. Mm. So I'll say I'll say British. But in terms of what shaped me, if someone's like, "Oh, but where where are you from? Do you feel like you're British? Do you feel like that?" Mm. I'll say like I'm from. It's more to do with like the areas that I've grown up in first. I always yeah. say I'll, I'll probably say like I'm a Londoner before. Yeah, same. Anything before mm. like, "Are oh, you British?" Like, no, I'm from London. That's mm. what I'll say first because it's a very distinct mm. culture. Yeah, it's a culture here. of its own sort of thing. Yeah, and every every end has their own culture as well, and that's noticeable as well. So I always yeah. say like, "No, this is what's made me." how I am and obviously life experience outside of that helped shape that as well not even just from where you are because I was so found did you find growing up did you ever leave the area that you were from like so for example me growing up in north I never went I never went to places like east or south until I was yeah. like 19 20 until after uni I never went to anywhere that I didn't 
nobody won because mm. I feel like being a young black male at that time, I thought when we grew up anyway, everything was hot, like everywhere <laughs> yeah. you went. There were some places I hadn't been to, but I heard about them. Yeah. Someone's like, oh, I'll go Bix and Bix, are you mad, Bob? Like, <laughs> yeah, so I always had those, I always, you always have those things in your head. Mm. You always go to places. I felt like where I went to was very limited. Mm. So as like I said, being a young black male, I feel like even today, I feel like it's mm. very similar. If you go to certain areas and people don't recognize you, you're more, you could get moved to. I feel like that's the good thing about as you get older, mm. you don't have those worries, you don't have those stress, especially when you just get up, you just go to work. You you grow up, you reach a point where you're kind of, you're just full, full blown civilian, isn't it? <laughs> and they can just for tell with it, they can just smell it from you, like civilian, no way. <laughs> Do you know for what I mean? Real. But I felt like growing up, I always have this thing where it was like, I can't go out. I, I wasn't involved in nothing like that either, mm. but it was just the case of you, you heard it. So before social media, you just everything was word of mouth, and you'd hear, "Oh, my man's nuts. This is this person. This way is nuts." Mm. So um, that that stopped you from going around places because you always felt you, were, you had more eyes on you. Mm. But then as you get older, was, uh, as I got older, and I was like, "No, this is this is calm. It's mm. calm." Do you know what I'm saying? But then you didn't feel as you know uh, at risk of going to new places. For real. For real. When I grew up, I grew up in South London, yeah, and I was predominantly around like the Peckham area, yeah, and. That's quite a small area. Yeah. And it was always a thing where it's like, you better not go to the area that's just right next to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise yeah, you're yeah. going to have problems. Yeah. And it was always that type of vibe. So yeah, we didn't, I didn't really go out. I didn't really venture out to different areas. And if I did, I was always like nervous. Like, yeah. oh man, like, am I going to run into these random guys from this area? Are they going to ask me where I'm from? Yeah, if yeah, I say yeah, the yeah. wrong, I'm going to have to say I'm from here. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's always one of them ones. But yeah, as you say, when you get older, especially being an engineer, like I've I've had uh, quite a few different roles, and one of the roles I had, I was driving all over the whole city, yeah, yeah. and it's like I'll be in I'll be in Peckham, I'll be in Brixton, I'll yeah. be wherever, I'll be in um, Lewisham, wherever, I'll be all over the place, Newham, wherever, doing um, like reactive work. Like as yeah, soon as yeah. something pops up, I've got to go to this area, and I'm wearing like all my engineering clothes and yeah, whatever, yeah, and I'm yeah. a civilian, I'm yeah, just yeah, going yeah. around doing yeah. my thing. Yeah. And yeah, so as I've gotten older, I don't really care about the different areas anymore. Yeah, yeah, I just course. do what I yeah, have to do. Yeah. But yeah, back then I definitely remember feeling some sort of way about going to different areas. Yeah, 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 for real. So, yeah. But yeah, London, I, as you said, um, I, I definitely consider myself a Londoner. Yeah. Um, it's all I really know. Uh, yeah. I've been in, out, like I've gone to different areas and stuff um, outside of London, but it doesn't feel like home in it. London yeah. feels like home. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm used to. 100%. I felt... Even when you go away, you notice it as well. Mm. Um, but like there are times where I'll be abroad, like just thinking, oh, just certain nuances and stuff that I just missed that are very mm. particular to London. And bear in mind, when I was abroad, I wouldn't necessarily meet a lot of people like who were who spoke the same way that I did. So I remember just having, I just, I just miss loads of little things like that. Just thinking, oh man, like I can't express myself in a certain way or say this or say that because they don't understand it or they don't chat the same way mm. so then you every time I come back home I'll be like oh man yeah I miss this so much mm. so that's eventually when I moved back I was thinking yeah this is this is life you know mm. what I'm saying yeah so for real. it's always hard to to leave it that's what I always feel mm. yeah for real for real I do definitely identify as British and more than that Londoner yeah 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 and yeah I, that's, I think that's how I'd categorise myself yeah but ultimately I'm just a person, isn't it? Like yeah, everyone yeah, else. Yeah, 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 of course. We're more similar, as you said earlier, we're more similar than different. Yeah, of course. Mm. Yeah, yeah, for real. So I've got another question yeah, for you. Yeah, go for it. Are there any other aspects you intend to introduce into the show? I think you, did you mention that one already? Like you said, the live shows. Is there anything else? Live that you shows. 
in the future, one thing I would love to do is, for me, it's all about promoting other cultures as well mm. and other, other cultures of music. I feel like that's something I would love to do. I'd love to be like, you know what? No state of Spain, boom. Mm. Like one, like just episode there, boom, just a batch of artists mm. from that country, other artists from elsewhere. So one thing I find as well, especially with artists who ain't British, it's all about work collaborating with non, kind of collaborating with British artists as well, UK artists as well. So that's mm. something some artists have told me, especially if they're from other places. They say, oh, you know what? I've worked with loads of artists in my community, mm. but I want to bunch out with other artists as well. So I feel like it's that whole concept of just bringing people together and, Sometimes I hear stuff in other languages. I'm like, yeah, this is this is lit. It's a vibe, like, yeah. I, I love this stuff. You know what I mean? So I listen to a lot of Spanish music. Mm. Um, love it. Do you know what I'm saying? A lot of Spanish rap, a lot of reggaeton, especially a lot more now recently. And I'm like, wow. I remember growing up, I never liked any of this, and now I can understand a lot more mm. of it. I'm just kind of like, wow, this is this is actually lit. This is cold. So I feel like I would love to showcase other communities to the world as well. Mm. So for example, I want to get a lot more. I'm like, well, I need more reggae artists, for example. Yeah. I, want, I want that. And even just other languages, I've, I feel like there's a couple Polish artists I've hit up. And um, I've got a couple, I had a, I had a few Latino artists on recently as well. Oh, yeah. and they did stuff in their own languages. I'm like, yeah, this Ooh. is lit. So in the future, those are sort of things that I would love to do. Just make it more of a global thing rather mm. than just kind of like, oh, we're just stuck in London. I'm not mm. saying that as it's a problem, yeah. but in terms of the future, in terms of the outreach, what I want to do, I definitely want to, work with artists from other cultures and other countries as well and that put that on our platform as mm. well. Yeah. yeah but that's like the dream. Yeah. That sounds really cool. Yeah, that's that's a good idea. For the time, but that's 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 not that's not the right now because I'm aware of where we're at. Mm. I kind of you know my feet are wet, cool. And then I just kind of wanna, you know, stay in my lane for now. And mm. everything's a process, a slow process, nothing happens overnight, nothing's mm. quick. And I love this this hustle part of it. You know what mm. I'm saying? Like the grind of it all. Like uh, for me the way I look at it is like look me and my bro, we sit back and like, wow, we, we, we've really done this. Mm. So I, I'm, I'm really appreciative of where it's at right now. At the moment, with the support that I have, I'm kind of like, look, even if it stay at this level, I'll mm. be like, look, these are the people here. That's all that matters. I, I don't care about numbers. Do you mm. know what I'm saying? I'm, all I care about is like the level of support. Yeah. And I'm grateful for everything, for how it is now mm. and for what it's gotten to. Because obviously, whenever you start something, you always you have that worry in it. Like, oh, what if, what if no, no one's interested or no one wants to ever tap in? Mm. So I'm grateful for every single person that has, you know, invested their time or shown their interest. Mm. No, I see yeah. you going far, bro. Like, Thank I, you. I definitely, like, from what I've seen, as I said, like, it inspired me to want to contact you yeah. and want to try and do a collaboration because I definitely see what you're doing. I see, like, you've got loads of talented artists. Yeah. And I really like the, the structure of your platform. Thank like, you. I, I see what you're doing. You're, you're trying to give people the opportunity and I really think that that's going to go far. Thank you. So, yeah, I think I think you have everything you, you aspire to build. It's just about doing it, isn't it? Yeah, 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 for real, for real. So I've got a couple more questions for you. Is any part of your business outsourced? No. No. So it's all done in-house by your team? Yeah, 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 yeah. Everything cool. is in-house, yeah. So myself, my bro, like I said, we predominantly do all the logistics of stuff mm. and we just keep our team like notified because at the end of the day, me and my brother, I don't want to stress people out saying, oh, guys, do this, do that, mm. do that. So me and my brother, we're always very much like, we'll do everything ourselves. We'll take the reins. We'll take the full responsibility for whatever happens, mm. the direction of it. So obviously everyone's on our team. We've got their in, their best interests mm. as well in line with ours. Yeah. So the whole thing is that like we're a wholesale package. It's, mm. it's not just me and my brother. It's these guys as well. As it gets bigger and bigger, is that something you would consider doing or are you always going to make sure that everyone working on it is part of the team? Do you know what? Everyone's 
kind of got a role, unless there's something that I can think about mm. um, that I would add people into. But for for the type for where it is at the moment, there's always a role. There's always there's always, everyone's doing the role that they need to be doing. Mm. And um, in terms of the support as well, it's not just me and my bro. Obviously, we've got our team as well, and we've got some of our friends, partners as well. Helping us out with ideas, giving us suggestions. You should do this. You should do that. So we get, we do have a lot of close people outside of the team mm. that say, "Oh, you should do this. Maybe you should do that," or give us ideas as well. Mm. But we appreciate that. Mm. I hear you. Sometimes when you outsource things, you add an extra element that could yeah. potentially go wrong. Yeah, and I feel like you know sometimes having too many chefs in the kitchen isn't always the best yeah, thing. Exactly that. And obviously with your you have a vision for where you want your show mm. to go. Same with me and my twin bar. We know the trajectory that we like it to reach, the just kind of the way we want it, the aesthetics of it, everything. Mm. We know what we want. So we're happy with it. We're confident in ourselves. Even if it, we're not expecting things to go there straight away. Mm. But like I said, for where we are, we are extremely happy. Like for us we look at it like look we've done it. Mm. That's the end of the day that we started it. Mm. Is out there. We've done it. Mm. Whatever, whatever else comes with it is a blessing. Mm. That's the way we look at it. So, like I said, that's I'm I'm grateful for where we are. Like sometimes I just sit back and think, wow, man. Like I look at some of the episodes, even the unreleased ones. I just think, wow, this is this is lit. This is mm. amazing. I look back at it, just like really, really happy that even with the artists that come on, the fact that you no, know it is. It's the fact that they even come on as well. That gets me gassed as well. I look mm. at it, just like wow this person actually wanted to come and work with us. And mm. then we look back and we're like, that's, that's crazy. That's mm. crazy. So, yeah. For real. It's gone from being an idea to being actually a physical product. Yeah, that's yeah, something yeah. that's actually out For there. For real. Yeah. That's, that's something to be proud of. And, and as I say, you're doing really well. Man. Thank I you. Really thank like you. It. Are there any challenges you've faced along the way? Of, what do you mean? Like uh, no building, status, just yeah, building the no status brand. Is, is there anything you've come across like hurdles or um. obstacles? No, you know what? I'm going to be real with you. It's been pretty smooth sailing in a sense. I suppose the only difficult part is just the planning and the logistics of it. That's like, the, it, yeah, though. just mm. that's the hardest part. Just getting the date set in and just thinking ahead. Where, what do you want to do? So how many episodes you want to film? How many artists you want to get? And then I suppose always thinking about how many artists can we get on one day that can all commit to one day? So that's mm. the first thing you need to think about because obviously you're getting X amount of people. So we always message people in advance. Okay, mm. a, a good couple months in advance, we message all the people that we want just to get feelers. Do you think you'll be feeling this day? And we just keep in contact with them. Like, are you mm. gonna be feeling it's gonna work, it's gonna work. So I think that's the biggest thing at the moment. But in terms of any kind of adversity, I wouldn't say, I think, no, like like I said, to be honest, me and my boy, we just get on with it. Mm. To be honest, even it just links to kind of any values that we have in our life. We have, I have a very drama-free life, bro. Mm. <laughs> like me and my boy, we've always been like that. And that goes with our values of mm. the show. You know, we have manners, respect, and just upholding your integrity. That's mm. all we care about. Yeah. And I'm not going to compromise those things for anything. So I wouldn't. No, when I say I have a drama feel, I literally mean I'm not gonna go home and think about oh this is bothering me, this is this is a problem, mm. that's probably me. But like, look, if there's something, we just fix it, done. Mm. But yeah, no, nothing, nothing really. One of the challenges that I've come across a couple of times, maybe two or three times, is uh the YouTube guidelines. Okay. So sometimes because we're having long form conversations, yeah. Sometimes somebody might mention something that you're not allowed to mention on mm. YouTube, and then I find out after the fact. So yeah. there's been there's been times where somebody has told me, yo, you need to take, you can't have that on there. You need okay. to take it down. Or it will be a case of YouTube themselves has sent me a thing saying, yeah. this isn't this section of the video is not acceptable. You have okay. to take it down. Yeah. So little things like that, it's just learning and understanding. Yeah. the. I didn't, I didn't even know that that happens, but yeah. yeah. Um, 
my brother, he does all the uploading and stuff like that. Mm. But obviously, we both read the emails and stuff mm. as well. But no, nothing, nothing in terms of that at the moment. But that's why we're always conscientious of the sort of people that we're bringing on mm. and kind of going back to what I was saying before. I'm not going to have you on here if you feel like you're going to be disrespectful yeah. towards someone else, like mm. outright and deliberately mm. and put yourself at risk or other people, cultures. Mm any other sort of different groups mm. of people that we're not going to tolerate. Sometimes it's not necessarily something you would think. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. So, that can be true as so well. So, for example, um, one of the cases, somebody was talking about a relationship that they had. Yeah. And they they were quite like, I don't know, they gave a lot of their personal experiences yeah. in this relationship. But the person that they were talking about, I imagine, I don't know for a fact that it was her that had an issue with mm. it, but somebody had an issue with the story. And I had to cut that whole story, yeah. even though it was the guy saying his personal experiences. Yeah. And I, I initially thought it would be a good story to put out there so that guys could use it as a way to, uh, I don't know, trying to try and avoid these sorts of situations happening. But yeah, I had to cut that whole thing yeah. out. And, and it affected um, like the views on the video. I don't yeah. know what happened, whether it got, um, it got, because it got a strike, like literally it never even went up any yeah. more views after that. Yeah. And it was going up quite fast until then. Yeah. So Little things like that, but it's just all learning curves, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. one of the key prints, one of the key things I learned from that mistake was that you can't have people's names in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. something, that's why I don't talk about. I don't say people's yeah. names like on purpose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but in, ter- in in terms of like going back to relationships, I always I have a lot of discussions about relationships. I feel like there's so many elements to them, right? In your mind, do you think there is a right way or a particular way to be in relationships? Because the reason I ask you this. No, you see stuff on shows or whatever, mm. and you're like, oh, so-and-so did this, this is so bad or whatever. Like, do you think there's a right way or do you feel like there's a wrong way? Or do you feel like all relationships are different? Like, what's your opinion like, on relationships in general? Do, like, do you feel like there are some things that are like intrinsically wrong, like mm. this here can't happen, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Or do you feel like it depends on circumstances, relationship? What do you think? It's a little bit complicated because I think every relationship is different. Yeah. And I think everyone is entitled to have their their rules or something or their yeah. the things that they they like believe is acceptable yeah, yeah their boundaries in their relationship but me personally in my relationships there are things that are not acceptable and things that are acceptable yeah and i'm quite a old school traditional kind of guy so i believe in um i believe in like uh like gender roles stuff like that like okay. as as the man i i believe i have to provide I have to, um, there's certain things I have to protect. In terms I, of providing, mm. so would you have a problem if your partner earns more than you, for example? I don't mind her earning more than me, um, but I also imagine that it's my job to, like whether she works or not, yeah. is it's my, like I have to work, innit? Like okay. she, she, with her, it's optional. If she wants to work, if she doesn't want to work, if she wants to go down a certain um, it, uh, endeavor like she, let's say she's starting up a business yeah. and for the foreseeable future there's no money coming in yeah it's that's that's like her prerogative she can do okay. that if she wants but me personally I have no option in the case of whether okay. I'm going to provide I have to go and get money and I have to make sure that we have a roof over our head we have all of our bills paid yeah. and we have enough to do what we want now, other people in different relationships, I don't, it doesn't matter to me what yeah, they yeah, do. Yeah. It's up to yeah. them. They can have their dynamic how they want. Yeah. So if there's a right way or a wrong way, personally, there's a right way for me to be yeah. and a wrong way for me yeah. to be. But other people can do whatever they want. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. I don't mind how anyone else does what they yeah. want to do. Yeah. 
what do you think about that? Um, yeah, I, I personally think there's no right or wrong way to be in a relationship. In your personal In my personal opinion, yeah. So like, with myself, for example, I'm in a monogamous relationship, so that's it. So my personal boundaries would be, I'm not gonna, like, I'm not talking to no one else, I'm not getting with anyone else or whatever. None of those things mm. for me, those are, that those, those cross my boundaries, you know what I'm saying? So mm. I make my boundaries clear. But just because someone else may have different views on that, I don't think that's wrong. I don't think that's right. It's yeah, just, same. I feel like whatever works for you as an individual or you mm. as a couple and you're not doing anything to hurt anyone or mm. break their trust. The kind of way I look at it is if I'm, if I have a partner, you're part of my family. That's the way I look at it. Yeah. I'm not going to do anything to, the same way I wouldn't do anything to upset my parents, my bros. Same thing with my partner. I'm not going to do anything where I know it's going to deliberately, you know, upset you or impact mm. what we have. Yeah. So that's just me personally. But then I have people that can be, oh no, it's fine. Like I can go and do my own thing. She'll have to know it, it's fine. But for me, I feel like trust and loyalty are extremely important. Same. And yeah. if you bait those things, like <laughs> you ain't getting it back. Mm. That's it. So, mm. but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't cuss people. I, I mean, people's circumstances are different. Mm. So I can, I tried, there's so many variables that you've got to take into account when you look at relationships. So yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult to say, but for me personally, I know my boundaries. Like, are there anything that you consider like a red flag? Like if you ever met someone, like do you, what, what, what are red flags for yourself? As long as you're not doing anything that is making me look like an idiot or, yeah. and I'm not doing anything that's making you look yeah, like an yeah, idiot, yeah. that sort of thing. So things like, um, if I'm, if I'm contacting a girl for business purposes only, that's what it stays as. It's, yeah. like it's business purposes, purposes only. And it's like, there's, there's restraints on that. So it's yeah. like, I'm not going to message her like late in the night. Yeah. I'm yeah. Of course. Yeah. Sort of it's stuff. all got to be professional. Like yeah, even, even when I, even when I miss an artist myself, like my partner knows everything. Like my mm. partner for me, even with the relationship, I have my partner, she's met all my close homegirls you know mm. I mean? for the most part. Anyway, um, obviously sometimes timing, I don't see loads of people as much as I can just because mm. life happens. But I think it's important to know who I'm contacting. I'll be like, yo, what do you think it's all I'll message them. Mm. But um, it, like I said, it's all business, it's all respects. Mm. There's never ever any sort of relationship with any with anyone where it's kind of anything is outside of this is what we, this is our business, this is what we do. Mm. I'm going to get you on, boom, that's it. Yeah. But in that safe environment, just for everyone, anyone mm. and everyone, I think that's really, really important. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Red flags would be stuff that's like breaking those, yeah. those sorts of uh, boundaries. And, yeah. and then it's like, I'm, I'm not going to, it's not like I'm going to hate the person for doing that, but I'm not going to be with them anymore. It's yeah, like yeah. that will break the relationship and I want to be with someone who understands the the dynamics that I'm yeah. comfortable with and yeah. like fits that that uh, position. Yeah. So because I think it is a position. It's like it's it's like my position is the as I say the, the gender roles thing. My yeah. position is the man the, of the household and my partner's position is the woman of the household. Okay. And we as long as we're both honoring those those, those traditional roles yeah and those positions then everything's perfect. But okay. if if um it's like imagine a position like in a, in a workplace or something. If somebody's just not following any of the rules of the workplace, they don't come in, yeah, they come yeah. in when they feel like it, they're like not doing that, yeah. any of the work or whatever, then then I'll just fire them, innit? Or mm. they'll like do you know what I mean? That job won't be available anymore. It's like yeah. I'll find somebody else to do the role. So yeah, I think I've got certain duties as a man that I have to carry on doing, otherwise I'll be fired. Yeah. yeah. And okay. she's got certain duties as a woman that she otherwise she'll be fired. And we don't 
and I wouldn't hate her and she wouldn't, I, I don't imagine that she would hate me, Yeah. but we just wouldn't be able to be compatible anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah. I, I have a very particular view on what my life will be yeah. and I'm building things in that type of way. When when you like get to know someone, like um, at the beginning stage, what would you say is your ideal kind of first date? Take her somewhere nice, um, like maybe like a nice restaurant. But yeah. before that, um, I don't know, maybe some sort of activity, okay. then a restaurant, then maybe, uh, I don't know, so like some sort of like, maybe the restaurant has like a bar there or something, we have a drink, something like that. Um, yeah, but it hasn't, it's not like set in stone, like yeah, the location yeah, 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 and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. It's it's just basically... More about the vibe and what you're doing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And more like, what, what are they interested in? Yeah. I feel like as a man, you should you should find out who the person is you're going on a date yeah. with and you should do something that she's going to like. Yeah. It's like you're trying to, you're shooting your shot. It's yeah, a first yeah, date, yeah, you're yeah, shooting yeah, your yeah, shot. Yeah, yeah. Like try, try and impress her, try and... Obviously, uh, some people can take that too far where it's like they end up going to some over expensive restaurant that they yeah, can't yeah, afford yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that that's a good idea. You should yeah. do something that you can you can follow up. Like something that you can consistently do. Yeah, yeah. And so whatever, whatever that is to the individual, I think, yeah. Like, but just shoot a shot, actually try. I don't think, like a lot of guys, I've had, I've had guys on the show where they're saying stuff like, they don't want to take a girl to anywhere expensive yeah. or they don't want to take a girl to anywhere nice. They, they have like a limit on how much they'll spend. It's yeah. like, my thing is, if you want to go, some, like go somewhere nice with her, yeah. innit? take yeah. her somewhere nice and like just that like, you shouldn't be trying to like get one over on her yeah, like, yeah, just you should be yeah, trying to 100%. like impress her but yeah. don't like obviously don't do something you can't afford yeah but at the same time stay in your lane shoot, yeah stay in <laughs> yeah, your lane yeah, but yeah. shoot a good shot yeah yeah what do you think about it um for me it's like i said it for it's, it's kind of like what you were saying it's all about getting to know the person so there's no ideal place or setting or whatever but typically as long as it involves me chatting to you mm. That's that's the main thing, getting to know you. Mm. Because well, I find as you get older, remember like a teenager, you're like, oh, you're my boyfriend, you're my girlfriend. As you get older, <laughs> I feel like that conversation is a weird one, isn't it? Because like, I didn't, I didn't necessarily have that conversation. It's you just know, do you know mm. what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, being that my my partner now, just kind of being like, yeah, that's, this is this is my partner. Mm. I didn't have to sit down and be like, oh, so we're official now. You just know. Mm. I'm like exclusive. I ain't chatting to no one. Blah blah blah. Mm. And then as time goes on, the more you're seeing them, you just clock. Like, look, mm. this is this is what it is, isn't it? Mm. I, for my own experience, I found dating, as you get close to 30, very different to when you're like closer to 20. 100%. 100%, 100% <laughs> so yeah. I feel like the conversations are a lot more different. The intention behind dating is a lot more different as mm. well. So like I said, I'm 33. So I met my partner over a couple of years ago, about a couple of years ago now. And then I remember... As when you're like in your early twenties, you're more like you, you feel invincible in yeah, a sense, isn't it? You just have really like, oh, like whatever, whatever happens, mm. I want to be like this forever. Mm. And then everyone you meet, you never have the intention of oh, it's going to be long term, whatever. You just kind of it is what it is mm. at the end of the day. And I felt like when I started dating again in my thirties, like it was everything was different about it. It wasn't mm. the same in a sense where everyone's just kind of out here having fun. You're like oh shit, you know what I'm saying, like. People are looking for something, looking mm. to build something together with someone. So I always found that was like really, really interesting as well. And when you're, I think as you get older, you're not just going to settle per se, mm. because it's, it's your life. <laughs> you're at that point where you're at that building stage as well. Yeah. So I think when you find someone, it is important that, you know, both your ideas and values kind of align. For real. If not, then, because obviously 
then you go into things, you can't predict how long things happen for, whatever. You just enjoy it as it is. You experience people, mm. you enjoy it. If it goes on forever, amazing. Mm. If it, you know, if, if you know, unfortunately, once it's time, once it's time, but life happens, life, life is just what it is. It mm. goes on. So I think, yeah, you make your intentions a lot clearer. And as you get older as well, you just don't have time for crap anymore. I remember the stuff when I was like 25, 20, no, like 24, 25, you're like, oh, maybe I'll message you later. Mm. As you get older, I'm like, I can't be fucked with that stuff, man. Mm. Like, if I'm gonna chat to you, I'm gonna chat to you now, I'm gonna call you, mm. I'll message you, like, let's let's link up. Just be like transparency Girl. as well. And I think that's something you learn as you get older. Yeah. So I remember even in terms of just communication, like learning that, that could have been something I was very stubborn with. Mm. Like I knew that. I always said with a lot of the time, with, with previous partners anyway, I could be like quite stubborn and quite closed off. So a lot of it was... I, even if there was like minor issue, I'd rather argue with you than tell you how I feel mm. because I didn't want to say how I feel. So then I don't know if that's like a thing, particularly amongst black men, but I knew I would kind of rather fight with you than tell you how I feel and solve the situation because I was too embarrassed about saying what it is that I felt, if that made sense. Mm. Yeah. But I felt like I learned that as I got older and mm. had more experience in relationships. For real. I feel that it's always better to just say how you feel. And if the other person that is, isn't on board with that, if they can't, if they don't, I don't know, it doesn't align with what they want, yeah. then perfect. Then that means like you, you've you worked it out, innit? You don't yeah, have to waste like two years or something to yeah. work out that it was just never meant to be. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'd rather just work out what it is from the jump. And yeah, yeah I think I think transparency is a, a very important thing. Yeah, yeah of course. Of and course. I think life's too short to just be messing about. Yeah, 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 yeah for real, for real. And so. I agree I like wholeheartedly because it just goes so yeah. quick, do you know what I'm saying? Sometimes I look back. You know what it is? As I get older, people are like, oh, do you feel it? And to an extent, I remember being 20 and into like, running around, doing all sorts. Even back then I do like a lot of skateboarding. I don't do that shit. I don't physically do it now as much, but I, I watch it, keep up to date with it. But I could throw myself on the floor, it's fine. Mm. And now I'm just like, no, hell no. Like, <laughs> that yeah. shit hurts. <laughs> I've got to get up in the morning, go to work. So you, you become much more aware that, you know, you, you're, not, you're not 20 no more, mm. 21. Yeah. yeah. And obviously life's changed. You've got priorities, you've got responsibilities. I can't mm. afford to be getting hurt right now. I need to get up and go to work. Mm. <laughs> so for real. Back in the day, it, it wasn't uncommon for people to have chosen their partner and be married and stuff in their like early 20s or yeah, something yeah, yeah. that was kind of yeah. just what it was yeah and then they could focus on the rest of their life focus yeah. on their purpose and stuff like that but nowadays it seems like a thing where loads of people are just kind of playing the field for like ages and yeah. they're all hitting like late 30s and they're still yeah. just like going on random dates with yeah, random yeah. and there's no yeah. real intention there and it's i just didn't want that i just yeah. wanted to make my mind up and like I, I know what i want i know what i don't want and let that be known yeah. so that I can build, I can start building and you need the foundation. And I think transparency is a good foundation. Yeah. Um, and like, just, just going for what you actually want. Yeah. And the process, I think one thing that's not discussed enough is like the process of dating itself is, is long. Like I feel like you have to be in some level of a mindset because obviously you're meeting someone, 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 you've always in a sense got to be on your A game. Mm. And sometimes that can be draining. So mm. even when I'm meeting my homies, I don't have to entertain them. I don't have to feel, I could sit in a room with my boys. I have to say shit to them for like mm. 10 minutes and there's no, there's no level of it being uncomfortable. Yeah. 
it's calm. Like we can just sit there, chill, what something. And I'm not thinking. No, when you no, when you meet someone, you're thinking in your head, "Oh shit, what am I going to say next? What am I going to say mm. next?" Or are they going to think I'm this? I literally just don't care anymore. Mm. So I just feel like because um, I remember being 14, 15, you're thinking, "Oh, like you can be friends with everyone." I think you have that level of naivety, but you think you can literally get along with everyone. You're not for everyone. And I don't think that's a bad thing either. Mm. Like some people you're going to click with, it's going to be amazing. Others, you know, it's going to be civil. You're just going to keep it moving. Yeah. So I think once you realize that you can't be, it, it's impossible to be, to connect with every single person. And you, once you accept that, I think everything just gets a lot easier. Yeah, for real, for real. Some people are just not made for each other. Yeah. And it's better you find out that earlier rather yeah, than yeah, for real. later. Yeah. Some people, it's like they find out that after five years and two kids, yeah. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's just yeah. way more complicated, way more difficult. So it's like, yeah, just, I think, just put your cards on the table. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just work it out from there. Yeah, I'm with that. What advice would you give to up and coming content creators? Mm -hmm. What advice would you give to up and coming artists? Okay. In terms of content creators, if my advice is if you have an idea, just get the ball rolling. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about. You gotta learn through making the mistakes at the end of the day. So no sense from when I filmed episode one to how I filmed it. Now the ideas are different. It looks different, but I don't think there's any harm. I, like I said, I, I believe in full transparency. Just show people the process. Let and just let be very open about it. Don't be closed off. Accept and welcome any sort of advice, constructive criticism, and bring on all different types of people. You never know who you're gonna learn from. It's all a learning curve. It's all a learning experience. But I think. You have to have some level of a plan as well. I think that's really important. I believe in small steps to get to the bigger picture. I don't believe, oh my God, I'm going to wake up tomorrow. I need to have 10,000 people for it. No, that's, that's, that's crazy. Mm. I think, you know, enjoy the process and just, be, if you love something, it's not a chore. Mm. It, you don't feel like, ah, oh. like there are times where I got to work out. I got a 12 pack in it. No, I'm joking. But like, <laughs> go work out sometimes. And sometimes I think, Oh, it's just, this is long, this is long. But then, you know, when it comes to like being disciplined, you can't have, you got to kind of remove the emotion to an extent. It's it's like getting up, going to work. I don't think, oh, I don't want to go to work today. You just get up and do it. Mm. So I feel like it's the same with this, but the difference is you got to genuinely care. You got to have a lot of passion behind it. If you have no passion, it becomes a chore and you're just going to leave it. If you're passionate about what you're doing, find your lane firstly, that's what I'd say. Whatever it is that you're interested in, because whatever you're interested in, then it doesn't become a chore because it's stuff that you're doing anyway or stuff that you're watching or looking at anyway. Mm. So I'd say that's important. Find a good support network. So build a good team around you. Have people that share similar values, have the same interests. There's no point if you're into like one particular niche and your people them are not, it's not going to work. Mm. So I think go for your passion, go for your niche, find a good team, have a plan um, and just, just go for it. Mm. Obviously, prepare in advance, but you don't need to have. I think there's a misconception where people think you need to have all this backing, all these resources. No, I just you don't need all of those mm. things. It's the same way me and my boy operating now. I I don't know. We're kind of doing it blind. You know what I'm saying? I, obviously, we have ideas of where we want to go, and it's going in that direction, and we're grateful for that. So we have a plan. Without a plan, obviously, you kind of just kind of driving blindly. That's what me and my both think. So we, we have some sort of level of direction of what we want to go to and it's going in that way and we know how to get it in that direction. I'm not saying I have the formula to it, but it, whatever we're doing is working. Mm. So that's the one thing. So I think you got to be persistent as well. You can't be out here just, you know, imagine I filmed, you know, 
10 episodes and I had 10 episodes and then 10 months later, I'm out of the next one. <laughs> it's not going to work. Mm. You got to have a plan for the year. So for already for 2023, for 2024, I know me and my boy pretty much have ideas of when we're going to the studio, how many sort of episodes we want. And then that's it. So we already know what it is that we're planning and what's in the future for us. That's We, we have a clear ideas. We planned it. I mean, we want to get to certain levels and certain targets and do certain things and work with certain eyes. So I think having a plan is really, really important. Mm. But like I said, you don't need loads and loads of backing. Just do it. And add you, I know what it is. It's like once you start it, you have to do it. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. You just have to keep going. I feel like if I didn't start no status, I'd still be in that process. Oh, I'm just thinking about, I'm thinking about, I need to do this, need to do that. Now I started it, you learn as you go along and you're putting in that effort as you're going along as well. Mm. So that's how you learn each day. So it's like you're saying with your, with your platform, it is an everyday thing. Mm. You know, you just keep going, but it's not a chore for you. You love it. You have an unconditional love for it that others kind of won't understand and that your level of excitement, you know when you get someone you get to talk to about and they're interested in it, they can see that exuberate from you because they're like, oh, I can actually feel this guy's energy that he loves this. So I feel like that's really important. Just have the passion first and everything comes after. For real. What about for artists, uh, maybe artists that are trying to get on platforms like yours? Um, do you have uh, any as, advice for them? As, so some, some advice I have for artists, especially in terms of marketing and putting yourself out there as an artist. When people, because I've had, I've actually generally had people who are, either working music or other artists or other platforms, they've been like, oh, I don't, I didn't know that was an artist because it says artist, but I can't find anything. Have stuff out. That's the first thing that I was going to say. I don't care if it's just the audio, have evidence that you are an artist because there's no point saying you're an artist and you go on your page and there's nothing on there that suggests you are a musician. That's hella confusing. Mm. So, and I've spoken to some marketers as well and they say, look, you need to, not just myself, and I'm not talking about my brand, I'm just saying in general, just a general advice is you need to say, say what it is on the packet. Mm. If you are a musician, show me your musician. Like I can go on your page, I need to see, even if it's one song that you've done like 20 times, I don't care. Just let me see that you're active and you're out there. I can't just, you know, have people say they're artists and I can't see nothing on their page. So if you're gonna say you're an artist, push it out there, push yourself as well. Even give people updates, let us know what it is that you're doing. Even if you've got a project up and coming, because at the end of the day, projects take a long time to make. Like a long, long time. They can take two, three years. But even if you're like just getting snippets or just like, I'm out here, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. That's what people are interested in. Yeah. For real, for real. And um, do, do, you, do you have advice for any people trying to build podcasts and stuff like that? Similar to what you said, you have to have a passion about it. You yeah. can't look at it as a chore. Yeah. If you see it as a chore, just forget it. Just yeah. don't even bother because yeah. you, you have to actually really want to do it. Yeah. And I think you should dream big, have big plans. Like, and with big plans, you have to like start d doing the work for those big plans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So say, for example, you want 10 million subs. You need to really start working hard. You need to have yeah. like, okay, so I want 10 million subs by the time I'm... I don't know, but by the time the business is fully established. Okay, when do you want the business fully established? Yeah, 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 okay, you want it established in five years. Okay, in five years, that means you need to have, you need to have like, what, two million each year. Yeah. Okay, to get two million each year, you need to start reaching out. You need to start getting to loads yeah. of different audiences, loads of different types of people, because it's a lot of people you're trying to reach. Yeah, yeah. So you need to actually put it into numbers, put it into like actual plans. What yeah. do you want to achieve? And you have to do the work to, to achieve it. It's not enough to just say you want it. You have to actually do the work. Yeah. And as you start doing the work, there'll be other people who will notice you doing it 
and you'll be able to network with them and build and like I, I really feel like it's a lot to do with persistence and just like the drive to do it yeah. so yeah make sure you're passionate about it and make sure you're consistent just keep going and you need to appreciate every every step every incremental improvement like you get an extra two subs you should yeah. be happy about that bro, you get extra bro. five subs you should be happy about that yeah. now you start seeing it don't don't ever take it for granted yeah. don't ever feel like oh yeah it's just a given like it yeah. takes work it takes going in like as i say as you said as well we're we're focused on it every day yeah yeah, yeah. so anyone who's thinking about creating something just start it but make sure once you start it you're on it yeah, you're yeah, you're working right. hard and um with artists as well i think it's not enough to be talented you yeah. need to make sure you're you're doing the work you need to make sure people as you said you they, they can see the stuff you're doing on your channel on your page whatever it is and make sure you're networking make sure you're not you're getting to meet other people in the community that's how you do it you have to you have to branch out and together we can do it nothing is built by one person yeah, for real. you need a team and you need to like work with people now sometimes you might not have people in your immediate circle but reach out to people like they'll see the passion in your in your work they'll see like your work will speak for itself just keep on going in yeah. and yeah that's basically my advice on the topic i think there's no limit to how far you can go because obviously people who are established for example mm. I'm sure at the beginning they would have envisioned it, but when they're actually there, they're like, wow, I didn't think it would actually get here. I think there's no limit to anything. I don't think you can predict the outcome or how things are going to go. You know what? At the end of the day, even if this thing like, completely flops and at the end of the day, I just lose everything, whatever, at least I can say, I did this thing. I tried. Mm. And that's the main thing. Mm. It, it's like they say, you miss every single shot you ain't taking. Mm. So I think I have that level of, you can call it naive if you call it the hell you want, but or dreaming big. But I don't believe there's. I think there's no limit to how far this can go. In my opinion, I think anything. That's and that's what I genuinely believe. I ain't just saying that just for the camera. I wholeheartedly believe there's no limit to no, how far this can go. And I, I feel like if I feel like that about this, then you should feel like that about what it is that you're doing as well. Mm. So if you're doing something, I think you should have that mindset. This can go beyond any sort of limitations that I've kind of put there for myself um, mm. imagine i'm like oh i want a thousand i want a thousand people viewing this at the end of like next year or thousand for whatever you never know you can get god knows how much you never know what opportunities present themselves from what it is that you're mm. doing so that's when i say just believe that there's no limit because you don't know what's coming i don't know that this time next year your podcast could have xyz on there that you've always dreamed of but you can mm. get there sooner or you can get there longer mm. but at the end of the day, you're not really doing it for that. You're doing it for the passion and for the love mm. first. And then whatever comes with it is always a blessing. It's a living thing. You have to yeah. keep on growing it and you have to keep on working out the best way to move. So Real. yeah, never stop learning and you will always keep growing. And be patient. Be Real. patient. Like, I think that's the main thing as well. Nothing, anything, you know, worth having doesn't happen overnight at all. Anything that's going to like long, be long-term, last long, it's a process. It takes time to build. And you hear that expression, like trust the process, but... I firmly do personally what it is that I'm doing. And like I said, this is the first thing that I've, one of the first things I've ever done where I wholeheartedly put everything into this mm. and I fully believe in what I'm doing. Mm. I don't have any doubts where what I'm doing, oh, it's a negative thing for the, the world or music, whatever. I wholeheartedly feel what we're doing makes a difference and we're helping people. So I think as long as you fully believe in yourself, because obviously there's that blurred line between arrogance and self-confidence and self-belief, but be humble as well. Like mm. understand that you don't know everything. You don't have the answer to every single thing, but you learn as you go along. So 
I just take humility in every all of this, every step of the way. I appreciate every supporter, every bit of feedback that I get, whether it's positive or constructive, and just want to build on that. And I appreciate all those people. Mm. Yeah. For real, man. How do people get in contact with you? On social media. So we pretty much on every platform, though, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, no status 100. You can email us at no status four at hotmail.com. We can respond to emails as well. But the best way to get to us is via our Instagram, which is no status 100. Just type it in. And myself or my twin will get back to you with any um, inquiries that you have. But Bro. yeah, man, and I'm going to continue to support your show. Sick. No, I appreciate all it. I'm glad to collaborate with you and I appreciate you having us on. Like honestly, I really, really do. And I love what you're doing as well. Thank so. you, bro. I appreciate you as well, man. As I say, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. Um, I really like what you're doing with your show. Thank you. I, Thank you. If you're a talented artist and you want to get on there, contact them. Like they're For really real. approachable, they're great guys. Like just contact them. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you can get on. So um, yeah, man. It's been a pleasure. Likewise, and we'll call man. it a wrap Thank there. You. Thank, Thank you to you. the audience. Thank you to you. Thank Went you. Thank you guys. And that's Take it. Care. Yeah, man. Thank you for that, man. P, 2p, 5p, 10p, 20p, 50p, change don't annoy me. 1 pound, 2 pound, 5 pound, 10 pound, 20 pound, 50 pound, these are my employees, yeah. I just make Elizabeth work, I just make Elizabeth work, yeah. I just make Elizabeth work, I just make Elizabeth work, work, work. Where my money at? Let me dial up management. Who's going in and who the fuck's panicking? Who's made P and who the fuck lost P? If I fire man, that could be costly. You know, I always make the pattern run properly. I've got white money and it talks cockney. I got black money and it talks patwa Why the fuck would I want my money stacked up? I see money, I can't let it be statue Never. I'm an entrepreneur in a tracksuit When your money works hard, you don't have to She got dank body and it's all natural But I'm still only trying to get the P's, bitch You got dead P, hit it with the D-Frips It's a game full of snakes and leeches Fuck school, they ain't never gonna teach this Fuck broke, I'd rather turn evil When I'm hungry, you be looking like treacle My tunnel vision on my prey like eagle I got a pit in the whip looking regal Just in case I ever got a duck a man down Dealing with the penny Same way I do pounds Dealing with the pounds Same way I do racks Aiming for a billion I ain't going back When I hit the club It's return of the Mac I'm looking for a hustler Certy collab Track queen title Where you worthy of that There's a lot of hot chicks But I'm never that gas. I don't know love Only know about cash I know about economy I know about tax I want to dominate Not race with the rats Look I can't hear shit If it ain't about 1p, 2p, 5p, 10p, 20p, 50p Change don't annoy me 1 pound, 2 pound, 5 pound 10 pound, 20 pound, 50 pound, these are my employees, yeah. I just make Elizabeth work, I just make Elizabeth work, yeah. I just make Elizabeth work, I just make Elizabeth work, work, work.